All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 103. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? I made a choice, Fred. Yes. I've made a choice this week. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, some people, you, there comes a time in your life, you, get, you either live below the line or above the line. You understand? <laughs> I do. I do. And uh, I've, I've chosen to live above the line from now on. Oh, here we go. Nothing but middle, lower, premium for me. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I right? do. I think I do. Yeah, yeah. I've decided to live a subscription life of just mm. subscription-based products and just really elevate my game, you know? I'm talking your Dixon shirts and your Dr. Squatch's soaps. There you go. Your liquid IVs and your, your liquid death spring water that I showed you that I'm yeah. drinking. <laughs> and that's just, just, just how it's going to be. For now on, all right, and I'll, I'll accept nothing less. All right. Yes, I'm in. That, that's how it's going to be. I'm sitting here now in a Dixon shirt, drinking Liquid Death. Uh, <laughs> you know, took a shower tonight with my Doctor Squatch, yeah, all natural premium soap, and uh, that's it. All right. I'm down. I uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I have similar things. Sorry about my voice. I'm going to be a little hoarse tonight. Yeah, I'm. Um, I got allergies or allergies are doing something to me. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I what I was trying to secure for tonight, but I'm just mm-hmm. not able to find it. I don't think it's in our state yet. Is those um, those Mountain Dew uh, Baja Blast um, the alcoholic ones? Alcoholic seltzers. Yeah, I wasn't. So able can't to find, find them. them. Nope. Tough, huh? Nope. And I are figure only- you guys will probably get it before we do. I haven't looked, but I mean, last time my buddies looked, they were only in like three states. Yeah, so. it started in Tennessee, Florida, and somewhere else. The classy states. The classy um, ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, if, you know, who who owns Mountain Dew? Is it Pepsi? Yeah. Is it a Pepsi product or a Coke mm-hmm. product? That's Pepsi, That's right? PepsiCo. Right? Yep. So PepsiCo's smart. They know they're testing it now. And if I was them, if I was thinking like them, I would assume they will be hitting all the markets by the warm weather. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I want to say early March was when, late mm. February, early March was when those first three states got them. Nice. And obviously I saw Dan Reichert, they sent him specifically right. a four-pack, but that's a promotional thing. That's that's different. Yeah, that thing was like in a crate. Yeah. That thing was like in a wooden crate and shit, yeah. like a brisket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, which is nice, yeah. but uh, not pr- not practical. But that's a promo cans. thing. Yeah, they're going to send that to him so he can get the word out, which tells me, like you said, they're ramping up to ramping have a mass up. release. I feel like it's one of those things we're not going to be able to find it for a while because like, I'm looking for it. And then mm-hmm. one day it's just going to be everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Fighting well, you know, off the it, White Claws and the Budweiser Seltzers. Y- yes. <laughs> <sighs> But, uh, well, as you know, it's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I had to, you know, I had to put a little bit of a, a restriction on my Dixon addiction. Mm-hmm. Like you're spending. Because I was, yeah, yeah, I had to slow, slow that up. And uh, like the one that just got released two hours ago, Fred. Yeah. I Yeah, you have to look. I had I'm, to like I'm turn the screen. Yeah. I had to turn the screen off 
uh, as you know, I'm an Irish boy. I like green shit. Yes. And I just I just bought a green one, oh, a nice one. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You're talking about the arsenic. Yeah. Yeah. It's sharp. But uh, you know, I just bought that pub one that I sent you. Uh huh. Yeah, I saw. That has the Jameson colors and shit. Yep. And, I like uh, that one. Yeah, so I, I got that one, which is on sale now, by the way, for forty bucks. Um, I see that. Huh? And in my size. Yeah. So I had, but I had the, but then I had to, I have to turn it because I'm starting to get accumulate a, quite a bit of them. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. So I had to, you know, trying to rein that back, you know, and but then, um, uh, I started uh, getting into my Doctor Squatch. Uh, Star Wars Collector's Edition soap set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so me and my son's been using those. He's very excited to take a shower now. He uses a special Obi-Wan Kenobi soap. There you go. Um, and then uh, my buddies at work, uh, they just put out a Batman set for the movie. Comes with Batman and Riddler soap in this nice. cool little box. And uh, so I lucked out because uh, my buddy ordered one. And got express shipping, right? Like priority shipping. Huh. Right? Okay. And then he went in bragging to us about it. <laughs> okay. That he's getting the new shit. And uh, so my two other buddies were like, we want that. So they went on their phones and just ordered it like regular. Right. And uh, theirs got shipped like yeah. instantly. <laughs> his is and, his, and the dude with the pro- premium did not. And they got theirs before him. So he went on an epic at work. We were at work, and he was sitting there on our machines. He went on an epic Twitter fight with Doctor Squatch, um, <laughs> you know, calling him shysters and everything else. And then he he had a picture of a uh, Batman and said, uh, "Vengeance is Squatch" and all this. He was going off against the Doctor Squatch Twitter team. Take that! And, uh, and you know, at first they were sparring with him, uh, but then someone got a hold of him. And apologized and gave him free shipping. Oh, uh huh. Uh, but then they ended up sending him like uh, like two or three of the sets. Ooh, and okay. uh, so he gave me one of the sets. Nice. So now I have a Batman set in the nice collector's box. I like that. Um, which will last you, right? Because it's like a bar of soap. Um, so my son's very excited because he wants to use the Darth Maul soap next, which has extra grit. You know, Sands yeah. of Tatooine. Yeah. Sands of Tatooine in there. In Ooh, that box. Okay. Right. Yeah. A little and, bit uh, of a, yeah. And uh so uh I'm, I'm and also uh they had a they had a Master Chief, they had a spot and scrub limited edition that <laughs> okay. I missed that I missed. <laughs> so now I'm on eBay looking looking, they look like to be about fifteen bucks a bar if I wanted to get some spot and scrub. Uh, That's a hefty price, but at the same time, you either want it or you don't. Like it's it's, it's a pretty sweet available. looking. It's what you'll pay for it. Uh, they looking. have the they have the Squatch mascot, but he has the Master Chief helmet on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Uh, so you know, I've I've actually had some of that Doctor Squatch because somebody got a bar and they didn't mm-hmm. like the smell of it or something, so they just they, gave they, me one, and I was like, okay. Yeah, they're very distinct smell like even mm-hmm. all the different scents have like a generic dr squatch scent yeah oh you know what i mean i like them <clears throat> so yeah uh, it's been a good bar of soap so far i mean so i'm you know we're using that 
and then I've been um, back on my Peloton, right? Nice work. Yeah, thank you. Again, high, middle, low of premium. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm living <laughs> a lifestyle now. Um, and that. so uh, I got me a nice, nice water bottle and some liquid IVs in there for maximum uh, hydration, there you Fred. Go. It's important right? to stay hydrated. And then uh, I bought me a case of liquid death. Uh, <laughs> sparkling water. <laughs> sparkling water. Uh, mango chainsaw is the flavor. And uh, now I'm just drinking those exclusively. <laughs> All right. Yes. So like I, you know, like I said to you earlier, you know, I'm freshly showered my, with my Dr. Squatch sitting here, my Dixon drinking my liquid death. I'm just living. I've just elevated myself. Yeah. To me, you're living your best life. You know, I don't even know if I can really relate to the, the show anymore. That's fair. You yeah. know, I, I, I think mean, our listeners struggle with that as well. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just feel a little bit above. That's all. Oh, uh, you know, I get that. So I don't know. We'll see how long this lasts. Okay. This, uh, this podcast thing. Before I move on. So that's why we were late this week. No. <laughs> yeah. Fred said we got tonight, and I said I'll fucking let you know. All right. I'll let you know. But I'm free on my end. <laughs> I was sick. No, I was sick as a dog, man. When yeah, uh, no, I know. Came Thursday. It was fucked up. It was one of those. It was one of those things, Fred, where it was like. Wednesday, I was at work like normal, but I started to get like, um, like a headache in like a like a sore throat, like in the back of my throat, just a little. And I was like, hmm, that feels like a cold coming on. And yeah. then, um, then uh, time I went to bed, I had a stuffed up nose. And when I woke up Thursday morning, done, donezo, man. I was like. Yeah, I'm not going to work. I had like a migraine. It could have been um, allergies, though, because it's been getting around 60 degrees like once a week around here. Mm-hmm. And on the on that, um, the day before I got sick, like around that Tuesday or something, it was like 61 or something. And I was out all day with my son doing shit. Um, so it could have been that, you know, the trees and stuff that get activated. <laughs> With the warm weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, so my, my headache felt like an allergy headache. You know, you just get the, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain oh, it to you. Yeah. So I think it was kind of that because I stayed in bed all day Thursday. I texted you. I was like, I ain't making it. I'm not even going to attempt it. Right. right. Um, and yeah, I just, I drank a ton of that liquid IV for hydration. I was just like, oh, yeah. Drinking that all day. I just laid in bed and watched Clone Wars all day. Got through season five. It's a good way to spend then, your, um, life, your day. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I woke up Friday morning. I felt pretty good. I yeah. I didn't go to work that day either, just in case. Like, I don't like rushing things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, my, and then I was fine. It really was like a one day, like, which leads me to believe it was allergies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm yawning. I just, my day has not <laughs> been my own today. Like I just, I told you that we don't need to get into it, but like, fuck, like I just, mm. I am going to sleep well tonight, hopefully. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, um, it might've just been the precautions you took, the fact that you laid in bed, the fact that you slept, you know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just slept and 
didn't didn't uh, rush anything. You know, stayed off the Peloton. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've learned that a long time ago. Like, there's that old myth, like you just work out, power through a cold. Nope. I know back in the days when I used to work out on a regular basis, it's like, no, you fucking make yourself worse, man. Tank yourself. Yeah, it doesn't make you more sick, but it just makes you feel like shit while sick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I don't know. But here I am, man. So I said, I like the weekend better anyways, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, while we're on the air, we'll just talk about it. But like uh, briefly, like Trees and I have toyed with the idea of changing the day we record. So we'll see. We'll see. Lucy Goosey. Yeah. You know. But uh, um, and, well, oh yeah. No nothing. Well, this this week, um, one of the things that happened to me was uh, my well. So when you canceled, one of those things was we make corned beef on um, St. Patty's Day. People always mm-hmm. ask us, they're like, is it for St. Patty's Day? And it's like, well, yeah, but we're not Irish or anything. So it's really because the corned beef is on sale and we really like corned beef. <laughs> so mm. it's an excuse to like slow cook a corned beef. <laughs> right. Throw some cabbage in there, a couple potatoes, get some horseradish sauce and make a day of it, you know. And then the next day you can put it in the eggs. Um, but uh, so my I was like, yeah, we're going to do the podcast, so we'll just get together. My daughter is on spring break this last week, so she went over to my mom's house because my sister, whose birthday was this week, um, was uh, celebrating with my mom. So they did like a sleepover slumber party thing with the three of them, and everybody took off Friday, and I had to work, so... My wife was like, yeah, the kid's out of town, you know, or the kid's, you know, at a sleepover and uh, this and that, you know, what do you want to do tonight? And I was like, well, we're going to do the show, but like we can hang out for a little while. So I forgot what we were doing. We were hanging out and watching something. Um, and then when you canceled, she was like, you want to get some beer? <laughs> yeah. I was like, sure. So we got some Guinness um, and uh, I grabbed a single... Um, Oh, what's the one you make with black and tans? It's is it harp? No, it's uh, bass. Bass. So I grabbed yep. a bass and made a black and tan. Um, and my wife had one, and then uh, and then had a couple more Guinnesses, and we watched something. I forgot exactly what we watched, but we watched a movie. Um, and then uh, uh, the night before that, though, trees. My father-in-law um, had tickets to go see Journey. And Billy okay. Idol was supposed to open, but he canceled. He, I think he had surgery on his throat or something. Um, and so Toto, <laughs> classic Toto. late 70s, early 80s band Toto, uh, became the opening act. Nice. And he and my brother-in-law were supposed to go to that show. And something came up with my brother-in-law, so he couldn't go. And so, uh, and, and I was, I really wanted to go, but like, I I didn't want to be like that person who just leaps at the tickets. Right. So I was like, Oh, are you sure you don't want to go hon? And she goes, Mm -hmm. well, I have to work, but you know, maybe my dad will, you know, wait for me. And he goes, well, I really don't want to be late to the show. And she was like, yeah, no, let's just, why don't you go? And I was like, okay. So picked up my father-in-law and, um, we're just very different people. Right. Like, so I was like, you know, you want to go get dinner first? And he goes, you want to pay for dinner like downtown where it's like expensive? And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. So we went downtown. We, we, <laughs> we got into the, the, and it was at the, we, it used to be called the Sprint Center at um, downtown Kansas City. Now it's the T-Mobile Center. We went to the T-Mobile Center and um, 
trees. The first thing that happened, very standard, I'm sure you can relate to this, but this is like my first big arena concert in a while, right? Uh, and yeah, I, I would say it's an arena concert. Like it, I think it's 10,000. Mm-hmm. So a decent number of people. So yeah, yeah if you're a hyper mask, don't leave the house, still getting DoorDash kind of person, don't listen to this story because it's going to freak you out. Um, but yeah, went completely maskless to this show. Everyone was maskless. I kind of got this mm-hmm. feeling that like, even if I wore a mask, it wouldn't matter. Um, you know, like it wouldn't prevent anything. I was like, e- either I'm going to accept this or I'm not going to go. Um, okay. uh, I, I will say mm-hmm. at this stage, uh, I am one of those those people that don't give a shit. I would be in that crowd not even thinking about it. Well, and to me, you have to go and be in the crowd and not think about it, or you just don't go, right? Like, that's, right. Where, that's where I feel that's like personal responsibility at. enters <laughs> yeah. into a factor, at right? At yeah. yeah. So we got in there. Um, he had what he called nosebleeds, but actually it was like balcony seats, but they were like in the center. And he was Those row good. four. And he's on oh. the aisle right next to the stairs, which, <laughs> sorry to be the old men in the room, but like... No, I like that. That's where... That's yeah, perfect... he's in his 60s. I'm I'm 40. Like, we're like, oh, we can get in and out of these seats. No yes. problem. Yes. No, you got perfect seats, man. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we got in there and uh, I was like, John, you want something to drink? And he goes, yeah, sure. He goes, I'll get a soda. I was like, okay. So I went up and I was like... Can I get a, they they were serving Boulevard Beer which is our local brewery and so I was like can I get a Cosmic IPA and a Diet Coke and she's like yep that'll be 32 something and I said no I don't think you heard me I said that'll be an IPA and a Diet Coke and she kind of looked at me and she was like yeah that's that's what it costs and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh okay and my father-in-law, God bless him, he was like, oh, I don't need it. And I was like, she's already poured it. I was like, plus, you bought the tickets, John. What do I care? Like, mm-hmm. so I paid for it. And then they ask if you want a tip. <laughs> and oh. I, I wouldn't say he doesn't. My, my father-in-law is actually usually a good 20% tipper. Um, but when he saw me uh, give her six bucks on top of that, he was like, oh. He was he was struggling with that. Uh, he was oh, like, I don't know if you need to give her that much, but uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. We're gonna have a good time. So we went down That's there. Right. Um, and trees, I gotta tell you, this was the most efficient concert I've ever been to. <clears throat> so the rumor we heard from the beer girl was that she goes, yeah, there's a DJ who I think it was DJ Kirby. He's like our local '80s DJ, and on Saturday nights he does like a mix on the 80s station that's like, you know, like DJ stuff where he like blends mm-hmm. the songs together and stuff. But anyway, somebody was spinning. Uh, actually, that probably wasn't the case because this guy obviously toured with them. So it wouldn't have been that. But anyway, somebody was spinning. He played from 7 to 7.30 um, and we were getting drinks and stuff while that was happening. And he was, we were told he would play till 8. Toto would go on at 8.15 <laughs> and go till 9.15 and then 9.30 on was Journey. That is not what happened. He got off at 7.30. At 7.40, promptly, Toto was on stage. Like, it shit just happened. People were still walking in, and, like, it just happened. To be clear, mm. the gates opened at 6. We got there around, like, 7.15. Um, so we watched Toto. Um, I'm not a... I don't know if I'm a Toto fan. I don't know enough right. songs. Me neither. Yeah. I know, the so, one, I know they have one song. So they also did Rosanna. So I knew okay. Rosanna, and then they ended with I Africa, of course. 
I hate that song. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of people did, actually. That, that was the most common thing I heard when I was like, yeah, they also did Roseanne, and they're like, oh, that's one of those bad 80s songs. Damn. I was like, I, I'm amused by it, but like, sure. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the only people <clears throat> from the original band is the guitarist and the lead singer, <laughs> which are kind of the two you want, right? You need the lead singer for Africa. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, in Toto, um, their guitarist is great. So he'd do a lot of jam bandy stuff. Like he'd prog rock it. He'd make like a song go for like, you know, seven, eight minutes and he'd just do a bunch of guitar solo stuff. So that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, and and all the other members that were there are part of like, um, uh, what was it? Paul McCartney's like traveling band. Mm. So they also did like some Beatles stuff. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, Toto was off. The stage at um at, at at seven or at eight forty five, okay. So they're keeping it going. They they were seven forty five to eight forty five, and they were out. <laughs> and then my my father in law was like, "I need to pee." He goes to pee. Yeah. He comes back. He goes, "The line was ridiculous." And I was like, "Well, yeah, because it's mostly senior citizens here, and you guys are all just you know holding it until the intermission, which a person like me knows is the last thing I want to do." <laughs> right. So um. So, but we're, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, okay, so, you know, like, I, I don't know if you remember, but like at most concerts I've been to, especially music festivals and stuff, like to turn the bands is not short. It's like 30, 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. Not in this one. I mean, one. It, like you said, it depends on what they're setting up. I, I can't imagine, uh, <laughs> Journey, <laughs> Journey and fucking, uh, Toto have a lot of, you know. No, they don't. And that must have been it because... Yeah. They, they probably came on the same bus, actually. They yeah, might have I was going to say, they were, they were chat, we were chatting and all of a sudden the lights go down and my, mm-hmm. it's like nine o'clock and my father-in-law's like, what What just happened? And he goes, do you think the, there's something with the lights? And I was like, no, I, I think Journey's starting. And he goes, really? Steve Perry does not sing He's for Journey dead. anymore, right? His voice, yeah, he, he dead, right? Did he Long die? dead. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they found a Filipino guy. Right. And he says just like him. Yes, he does. He absolutely does. And he's been in the band for like 13 years now or something. They found him in like I, 2008, 2009. I, I, honestly, I honestly thought Steve Perry was alive, but <laughs> there's something happened to his throat. That did happen though, right? He had like throat cancer or something, right? Yeah. Unless is Steve Perry... Alive? I'm, Hold on. Now I gotta look at. I up. thought I thought he was, but he just couldn't sing. But you might be right too. I don't follow Journey's uh, journey as it is. Yeah, actually, you might be right. <laughs> is Steve Perry alive? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Looks like he is. Son yeah. of a bitch. There you go. I didn't think he died, but I just thought his voice was fucked up. So he. Yeah, had a, that he is had a, what it is. Okay, I had no idea. When so people are like, st- well, Steve Perry, like, you know, I'm sorry, Steve Perry, since I know right. you're an avid listener, I owe you an apology for thinking you were dead. So he must have signed off on the Filipino guy. He's like, good on you, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you sound and just like me. And it's funny when you see a guy in his early 50s and you're like, man, he looks young. <laughs> mm. But, um, but yeah, so Journey started and I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I went and, of course, there was nobody out there. Um, and against my better judgment, Trees, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a fun night. I went and bought another $20 beer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, went buck wild. Yeah. Although my father-in-law did say he was tempted. There's a there's a chain out here called Margaritas, a Mexican chain, but it's like white okay. people Mexican food, as I like to say. Right. It. And they have espinaca dip. And <laughs> for some reason, they took over the T-Mobile Center and they're like, $25 for an espinaca dip. And it was like a cup with like, right, it was like a tablespoon of espinaca dip with like five chips. Maybe not literally that, but like probably like a quarter cup of espinaca dip with like 20 chips. And I was like, you don't need to be buying that for 25 bucks, dad. Like, no. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so I came back to my seat and the second song they did was Don't Stop Believing." Like they just knocked it out like early. Like they were like, let's get this shit out of the way. Um, But then they kept going and you realize how many fucking Journey songs you actually know. Uh, It was a really good concert. And um, watching ladies in their late 50s, early 60s, 70s even, getting just hammered and bouncing around and getting into fights with each other. Oh, it was was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. And then they played for exactly 90 minutes. And at 1030, they were like, good night, no encore. <laughs> you know, they were like, they dropped confetti all over the Sprint Center. And then that was it. And then it took us 90 minutes to get out of the garage. Because not only is a concert garage like a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but geriatric people just cannot make a left turn out of a garage to save their lives. Right? Because they got to struggle with downtown traffic. And this was the Wednesday night before St. Patty's Day, so everyone was pre-drinking at the bars. Um, ugh. It took forever. <laughs> it took forever. But it was a fun show, so I'm glad I got Good. to go see Journey. Um, now yeah, I you got to check see that him. off the list. I mean, not the original Journey, but Journey, you know? Yeah, the guitarist is still there. Oh, and the piano player. There you go. Well, you got so, that. <laughs> so, you know. The drummer was, like, younger than me, though, so there's no way he was the original drummer. (laughs) Unless he was. I don't know. Um, There was a funny moment where the Filipino guy took his... uh, I I hate calling him that. I just don't know his name. I know. What's his name? He did not, like, introduce himself, I don't believe. Um, Well, you're not a real Journey fan. You should have known. Very much so. I will uh, cop to that. Here we go. Journey, the rock band. Who are the members? Uh... Come on. Oh, the guy I was talking about was Dean Costranovo was the drummer. Okay. But where is he? <laughs> they don't even list him. Right? Poor like guy. it's yeah, it's, poor it's a pain guy. in the ass. He's keeping that band going. Randy Jackson did bass in Journey for a while. Yeah. Huh. He did bass for a lot of bands for a while. All right, I think this is him. Yes. Arnel Campaner Pineda. Or Pineda. Jesus. How do you spell that? Arnel. A-R-N-E-L. And then his last name is spelled P-I-N-E-D-A. But yeah, and he is 54. um, But he came out and he's all skinny and stuff. And um, he, he had a black shirt on. And then in the middle of the show, he took it off. And he had like a sleeveless shirt underneath, you know, because it was getting hot. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was talking to my father, and he's like, "What?" I think he was who said it. it. Might have been the guy next to me, actually. Now that I think about it, it might not have been him. But uh, somebody said to me, they were like, 
man, he took his shirt off and he just has another shirt underneath. And I was like, no, he's got full sleeve tattoos. And they were like, oh, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, but he's like in his 50s. And I was like, well, I once you have him. Yeah, yeah. He might not got him yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. He got to be the lead singer of Journey in his 30s. Like, yeah, I could see myself doing it, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, remember, he became the lead singer of Journey, like, right now, when I, the same age as me, like, 40. Like, you know, yeah, I could see myself become a rock star overnight. Like, but, um, but anyway. I don't know if you tape, if you uh, type his name into eBay. Yeah. He's got some sweet signed 8 by 10s There you go. This one's real good. <laughs> now you got me. Now you They're got not me. cheap. They're not cheap. Really? Okay. Yeah. This one's uh, 75 bucks. The one I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what he looks like still. His hair is a little shorter. He's lost a little bit of weight. And he definitely doesn't. I, mean, I don't think he has the mutton chops anymore. No, the the picture I'm looking at, he's got the Steve Perry hair. So it looks like he tried to morph into him for a little bit. Aha. Okay. You know, there's one picture here I'm looking at. He's 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 sort of got the he's he's got sort of like a professor you know, like a <laughs> professor jacket on. I see. And, uh, he's got like the long black hair sort of. Yes. Okay, that's yeah, I see that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, I see it. He's, see him? Yeah. Eyes bugging out of his head. Good for him, belting out, belting out journey songs. Oh God, and he does, man. When he does, when they did "Wheel in the Sky," oh mm-hmm. man, I was like, that boy Listen, put it up there. People forget. Well, not people forget, but you know, people, not everybody's old. But um, <laughs> look at ACDC. Yeah, you remember the, the original singer died. Yep, and. uh then they got the guy that wears the little, uh, the little cap there, the you know, little, little uh, <laughs> right, little newsboy. Not, not Angus that dresses like a little. No, Angus newsboy. Young is schoolboy. He dresses you're talking like about, a, but you're the talking lead about Brian singer, Johnson. Brian Johnson, like they got a dude that sounded just like Von like, Scott. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like him. Yeah, and it worked out for them. So, you know. There you go. Except Bon Scott didn't look a thing like Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's so <laughs> yeah British, well, you know, right? But <laughs> he's you got know, the scout Arnell, cap and all that. Arnell Panada doesn't really look like Steve <laughs> Perry. So no, no, you are very right. <clears throat> but you're right. I'm they just both saying. Sound the same. If you just get so it sounds the same, it works out. Look at um, was it Queen? Yeah. They got the young dude from American Idol. Yes, they do. Um, and then they started torn again, <laughs> like 20 years later or something. Yeah, because I was a, just joking with somebody. I was like, nobody can do, you know, Freddie Mercury. And right. then, and and I don't well, know that this guy does. In their, yeah, in their defense, he's he they didn't get him so he could sound like Freddie Mercury. He's just he's just a good singer, just and they belt just used, out those. Yeah, they used difficult. him. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, he's not trying to impersonate. Uh, him so adam lambert that's who it is yes yeah yeah and he was a very like gothy little emo kid on it. i remember because i used to watch american idol back then uh when he was on it and uh 
Yeah, it's really funny, a, too, because the way they phrase the band is Queen plus Adam Lambert. Yeah, and he, um, <laughs> I want to say on the show, I can't remember if he wanted it or not, I don't remember that. I want to say on the show, he sang a Queen song, though. Yep, and that's what, Rhapsody. And, and I don't Wait, know if no, the Queen sorry. guys were in the audience or something, but I, I forget why. But uh, yeah, that was... Uh, There's know. this horrible picture of them on Wikipedia where Brian May... Uh, if you don't know Brian May, Queen's guitarist is sitting there and he's like waving to everybody and right behind him is <laughs> this fucking guy, Adam Lambert. And he's wearing a fucking leopard suit with like a oh, gold he... chain and fingerless gloves and a prince crown. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that kid goes in. That kid goes in. He's not living a premium middle middle lower lifestyle i just love how they they call themselves He's, queen plus adam lambert they will not let him call himself no. queen yeah which he's, is probably he's, accurate right like he's but. he's living a premium middle higher lifestyle <laughs> so but yeah so uh went to the concert um did not enjoy the 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 trip out of the garage but uh you mm. know my my father-in-law actually very patient man um he actually taught me teaches me a lot about patience so um but uh and then oh and then i did do the you ready for you ready for like i know i'm old kind of conversation so i well actually this whole conversation has probably been that um so i dropped off my my father-in-law and um it was midnight twelve fifteen i think and i was driving home and I passed the sports bar. Um, uh, 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 not that you care, but um, and I'm blanking on the sports bar name right now. Um, Austin's. It's a local sports bar, mm-hmm. and they usually have reverse happy hour. And I was thinking less about the drinks because again, the beers had long passed through my system. Um, I was actually thinking about food, reverse happy hour food, because I I had to eat early and I ate healthy which is a bad combination, especially once you have two beers. Um, and so I walked in there and I was like, hey, and it was dead. And I was like, why is it dead? And she goes, St. Patty's Day tomorrow. No one's going to be drinking tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, but you're still open? She goes, yeah, till two. I was like, okay. I was like, are you doing reverse happy hour right now? And she goes, yes, we are. And I was like, cool. What apps are on it? And she goes, oh, we don't do reverse happy hour for food anymore. Not since COVID. And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah, it's just been expensive. So we can't do it anymore. And I was like, oh, I was like, do you have fried pickles? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, what are, how much are they? And she's like, I think they're like $7.99. And I was like, all right, I'm sorry to do this, but have a good night. <laughs> and I just turned and walked out. Wow. <laughs> Didn't pony up to eat bucks for the pickles. No, drove wow. home, went to bed. <laughs> wow, you wasted more on gas. You should have just got the pickles. It was on the way home. It was on the way home. No. I, I literally stopped okay. off on the way home. So, all right. There's another version of that where I had a beer, a shot, and the pickles, and had a gay yeah. old time with like a couple of random bar stool people, but didn't mm-hmm. happen. I actually no. was home okay. by twelve thirty. <laughs> oh, nice. But, um. Anyway, other than that, uh, yeah, not too, too much going on. Did you have anything else that happened uh, personal life? Um, I mean, stuff, right? Patty's Day was funny because I texted you and I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> a guy named O'Connor banged in the work on St. Patty's Day <laughs> and they believe me. I'm like, my friends are all texting me. I'm like, I'm really in bed. And they're like, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> 
I was seeing that um, Ben Heck, I don't know if you know him, but he's like that guy who, uh, he got some- Cleaned up my wood pile, cleaned up uh, the garage. Okay. The whole, I couldn't even walk in my garage. Like, it was ridiculous. It's just <laughs> terrible. Like, what these this family does to that garage. I can't even get to my workbench. <laughs> so, um, my daughter, so there was the Nationals cheerleading competition down in Florida. Okay. I guess nationals. Um, and so my daughter invited, and our town was down there, right? So Norton Varsity was in it. Nice. Um, so all the junior varsity girls, which is what my daughter's on, um, they all came over today to watch it live, like streaming cool. on my TV. Um, so I spent the day in my garage. <laughs> um, like a normal man cave dad. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna be, you know, one of the the parents dropped off uh, two of the girls, and uh, you know, I didn't meet, I, I didn't know who they were, so you know, I came out of the garage. Well, I, didn't, I never met them, you know, so I walked out, and they see me in the garage, you know, so I come walking out, I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're like, hey, and I said, hey, I'm Dakota's uh, dad, stepdad, you know, how you doing? He's like, oh, hi, I'm so and so and so and so, and um, the uh, the mother goes, uh. Yeah, good good luck today. <laughs> you know, and I went. I said, "Oh, I'm I'm spending it in the garage." I said, uh, "I will be cleaning the garage today." And the, they both started laughing. They're like, "Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move." I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> so yeah, the house was filled with screaming. It what's funny is because, um, obviously, you know, they're all girls, and uh, which means they're all mean and horrible people. So. <laughs> Um, just kidding. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> but they, here's something funny, Fred. Let me take a sip of my water here. Sure. I have a tick. I have a little cough today, so I gotta. No, you're good. Um, so it turns out, uh, they don't like the varsity girls. Oh, okay. Um, because the varsity girls, uh, they kind of exclude them from everything, which is true. They're kind of real mean to the junior varsity girls. And um, largely standard fare, though. Like, that's not, doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. And they're also kind of like, what's the word? <laughs> oh, I know. They're what mean and stuff. <laughs> um, but they're also like, um, do you know if there's a real nice, get together say right like okay. seeing a movie right yeah. and a bunch of trashy girls walk in it's like grabbing hors d'oeuvres <laughs> like two or three at a time and i'll take one of those and they grab like and everybody looks and like who who are they <laughs> right yes that's that's the varsity girls uh-huh yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying they like crash uh, a party yeah <laughs> yeah they're just very uh rough rough Around the edges, Rough and, and and so I guess because of that, and they were kind of rude. I mean, the junior varsity girls don't like them, and they sort of lucked into their position in nationals because there was no other team in their category or something around here. So they basically placed sixth, but still got to go. Ah, so somehow some weird you know, bracket thing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So the junior varsity girls didn't want them to win because they didn't want them to be like rewarded I love this. for doing nothing, which I understand. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. <coughs> I'm outside hanging lights because we have like the backyard spring lights and stuff. I'm like, I'm hanging these things. And I hear all this cheering and clapping and jumping up and down. And I'm like, oh, they must have won. And I went in there and found out they came in second. And that's why all the girls are jumping around cheering. (laughs) Women, ladies and gentlemen, women. They hate each other. Just so you didn't know, in case you didn't know, they don't support each other. And they all hate each other. It's true. (laughs) So, and I was like, oh, that's wonderful with you guys. And the team that won was a uh the team that won though was another team uh from Massachusetts right next door from us right from next to Norton is Attleboro and the Attleboro team won believe it or not huh. <coughs> and their colors are blue we're like purple white and black or whatever okay Attleboro colors are like blue and yellow I don't know so all the junior varsity girls are gonna wear blue shirts to school tomorrow <laughs> Why? Because women support women, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Women support women. So just a friendly reminder. <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, that that was my day today. It was actually very very productive. I, I cleaned out. Like I said, we have like a shed with a wood piled up everywhere, and it was a mess. I cleaned all that out. I cleaned my trail out. Hung lights. Cleaned the garage. Um, my wife won in a charity thing, a cord of wood and I'm not sure. Okay. A cord. Yeah. Mm. Cord, cord of wood. It's, um, a lot of wood. Yes. It's a lot. We, we bought a half a cord last year or a year before. And it was a lot, a half a cord. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And like, what are we going to do with all this wood? And, and then we had two trees cut down and that got all cut up. So I have wood. I don't know what to do with it. And now my wife won a cord of wood. And I'm like, where are we putting this? So I basically had to clean everything up and just find room behind the shed. And then last year it rained out like all summer. I don't know how it was for you, but last summer it rained out. And so all the wood was wet and pretty much didn't get to use any of it. So, Yeah, like you can use it, but you can't use it while it's wet. So you got to wait like a week. <laughs> and it, it rained like twice a week, yeah. every week during <laughs> then, the summer. Then exactly like you just said. You yeah, it was it. it was terrible. Yeah. So we're hoping better this year. Um, but yeah, man. So, and here I am. And then here we be. Yeah. Here we be. All right. And yeah, and Autumn had spring break, but like not much to tell. She had three sleepovers this weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And... Um, I, I don't even know if she's alive right now. <laughs> she yeah. she's had some some rough bouts. So, but oh uh, but yeah. Um. All right. Well, why don't we kick into games? I got a lot of games to talk about this week. I don't know about you. Nope. <laughs> I know one no, thing I because I saw your tweet from earlier. But uh, we'll get yeah. there. <clears throat> I've only played. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of. Well, my son's playing, right? Because we always check in with my yeah. son. My son's playing stuff now. Uh, he's very happy because I un- I bought the uh, Splatoon 2 uh, Tetris 99 skin. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he liked that because it does like the whole Splatoon 2 theme and it plays this 
sound effects and music as you're playing. Mm-hmm. And a little touch I really enjoyed was uh, so in Tetris 99, when you hit down to like 50 players, mm-hmm. the music changes like it, it speeds up it's like a faster theme you know oh that's right yeah i do get you all tense Woo. and um in splatoon when you have one minute left it plays this like like splatoon it's like a theme like a like hurry to fuck up you know <laughs> splatoon song <laughs> yeah. and uh i like the touch of when it hit 50 plays it plays that song yeah very cool i was like i like that and, you know and then say what you will but nintendo they're very good at little touches <laughs> Very good at little touches. And then you look at like Nam- Namco's uh, Pac-Man 99 and you're like, they didn't do shit. They didn't do, <laughs> <laughs> they did not do anything. So, and then also the um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land demos out. I think the game's out altogether, but um, there's a demo out, a free demo. I think Kirby's uh, Tuesday, but yeah. So anyways, you can download the demo. And they let you play like three worlds, like little snippets of worlds. Mm-hmm. There's a boss battle in there. So my son's been playing that. And I haven't really watched him play it, but he's beaten all three worlds. He's done everything he can do. And uh, I don't know, someone was telling me there's like achievements in it and stuff. And if you get all the achievements and play it, uh, you unlock stuff if you get the game. Oh, that's nice. nice. Um. I mean, a lot of Nintendo demos do that where you, you know, carry over stuff, but. Yeah, actually, I think now that you mentioned that, it's becoming more <coughs> commonplace. It's kind, of, it's kind of a thing now. It's like, yeah. you know, play this demo and you get this. Yeah, because uh, I did that Final Fantasy Origins game that's out now, Strangers in Paradise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sopfo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think all my progress—not that I'm going to be playing that game ever—but all my progress carries over. Oh, um, sorry. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, yeah, we're yeah. doing real good. This is this is great radio. Um, yeah, sorry about the coughs, people. You're going to hear a lot more of them because yeah. I just have like a fucking <clears throat> tickle. And when you have a tickle, the more you talk. The more you have to cough. Yeah, um, it is what it is. Unfortunately. So really, that's the bulk of like the side stuff. Okay. Like, I, Which is nothing. Because all I've played is Mass Effect. Um, Mass Effect 2 specifically. So yeah. I, beat, I beat Mass Effect 2. Um, Before me, I was beside myself. <laughs> I couldn't put it down this week. I played it a couple hours every night. Like, yeah, I did not I get in enough gaming. I was passing out a lot this week uh, mm. at night. Um, yeah, and had random plans. But yes, I have to agree. I am still smitten with that game. It is still the thing I want to go back to a lot it's, for the most part. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I really got. Uh, I, I got that little weird obsessed gene mm-hmm. uh, when I realized I – now, here's the thing. I don't look at achievement lists. I'm not one of those people, mm-hmm. right? But what happens is I get it in my head that certain things are achievement when I could just easily go look up if they are or not. But I go, surely this must be achievement. And so uh, I 100%ed the galaxies. Okay. 
As in, I went to every single planet and every single. Yeah, you don't have to pull up all of the routes, but you have to start scanning them at least. Yeah, shoot one probe. uh, That's all. You can leave. And by the end of the game, you have so many resources (laughs) that you don't need to. I had hundreds of hundreds of thousands of every element except Um, element zero. That you had had enough, but you don't have as much of that. I had about ninety thousand. Really? Okay. I you guess find if you rich, really dig, you'll find those planets. That uh, there's there's rich planets that, that, yeah, the rich, some of the rich planets have it. So, like I said, uh, <laughs> I I had tons of that shit. I did every mission, every assignment, everything. The only thing that bummed me out was I did do everything I could do, mm-hmm. and I still didn't have enough money to buy everything in the game, which kind of upset me. Uh, yeah, I've heard that, right? That you can't you know I mean? get, like, I yeah, think you can buy like, all the upgrades if you're picky, but yeah. But not every single thing. No, you can't get every item, to my knowledge. So and I bought fish about 5,000 times because I killed them every single time. You every gotta time get I Kelly went to feed your fish. <clears throat> mm. Kelly feeds your fish? Who's Kelly? I forget who Kelly was. Kelly is your commander? You've got messages. <laughs> And if you flirt with her, you don't have Mm -hmm. to super flirt with her. You don't have to, when you have your conversation with her, you don't have to be like, I'd embrace you. You just have to say, I'd catch you. And then when you do the collector's mission in the middle of the game, you just have to have fish alive (laughs) and compliment her again. Again, you can be flirty or fun, but, and it won't affect any of your romances because a lot of, Uh I forgot how monogamous everyone is in the second game. Like you can fall in love with multiple different people, Mm -hmm. but you can only pick one person. Only one. Um, And so uh, you can flirt with her though, and it doesn't affect anything. So with her, you, um, uh, you just talk to her after that mission. And um, if you've got fish, she'll offer to do dinner with you. And if you do dinner with her, you don't, not a whole lot happens. You might be able to kiss her. And again, it doesn't matter. Um, but she'll offer to feed your fish. And then you can just kind of leave her for dead. Um, oh, no, no. I must have not had fish alive because uh, she never, <laughs> never <possible>. offered. <laughs> Thank God you can't kill the fucking hamster because that thing would have <laughs> been dead too. I did you know I mean? enjoy going up and... Uh, Squeaks. Um, yeah. Um, and having him come out so, and say hi to me and stuff. So as a whole... That game is better than the first, I would say, right? Like, I think one is great for what it was because you never, like, a first of its kind in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So that it's like, but it's it's clunky, right? We, we talked about all the faults of one, obviously. Yeah. But two is, like, leaps and bounds in every category, right? Like, from just a graphical um, perspective, from streamlining like everything from upgrades to weapons to oh, the whole game um, is yeah everything yeah. So it, and it moves a lot better. Even the galaxy stuff seems fucked up at first. Like it does take you a second to get used to flying mm-hmm. the ship around the galaxy map and stuff. But once you even figure that out, it's um, more immersive. And I'll agree. And, and the only thing weird about that game is it's like a 
the whole entire game is like a side mission. Yes. And yeah, like, it, I'm at that point real quick, just not to interject too much, but I'm mm-hmm. at that point right now. I have everyone who's on my team is loyal. Mm-hmm. And I'm only missing three people, specifically Liara, who I've dodged because I know that's the Shadow Broker DLC. So I want to do her last for some weird reason. There's Tali and Thane. Wow. So that's who I... Yeah. So if you want to know what my current playthrough is, um, I have everyone else. They're all loyal. Um, I have to still recruit Tali, Thane, and um, and uh, hmm. Liara. I uh, have done every mission other than that. Like, I can go into the Omega <laughs> right now if I wanted to. Because, um, like, that game moves forward whether you want it to or not. So I've done every other mission other than those. And um, I pursued Miranda because when I was a fem Shep, she was the one person, she's not gay. So she was the mm-hmm. one person on the whole ship you couldn't get with. And yeah. I was like, well, then I'm definitely pursuing her now that I'm a male. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah. And it's interesting because when I was fem Shep, I could sleep with Kelly, Jack, and Jacob, I think. And it didn't affect each other. Right. Whereas Miranda and J- and Jack l- face off. If they you're male Shep. Yeah, and yes. you have to navigate that. So you can't be sleeping with Jack and then circling mm-hmm. back to Miranda. That's not going to work. Yep. <laughs> and there's also there's also a weird thing. It never, it kind of never gets explained in a weird way, but there's also something with... Um, Jacob and Miranda in the beginning. Yeah. Right? Because there's a few dialogue. Yeah. There's a few dialogue things where, you know, they had a past, you know, they got involved and I, I was able to tell Jacob at the beginning, like, yo, just so you know, I'm going for it. And he goes, that's fine. She didn't want to be with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's funny. It's funny. Again, for people listening, uh, these are mass effect spoilers because I'm not going to, Try to dance around talking about. Yeah, I put the spoiler tag in the last one. I was like, I don't know why. Like, yeah, at this point, games these old and and even the the whatever this new legendary collection or whatever has been out for almost a year. Like, we've given enough time on this one. Yeah, I don't think any other Um, podcast will respect it that much. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, story wise, right? The first game was all about discovering the Reapers, right? Mm Hmm. And that they were coming. And then at the end, you know, one of them comes anyways. <laughs> and you fuck yep. it up, right? Yep. But you know there's more coming. Well, you That's fuck it up, but it, it definitely takes the uh, Citadel on its way out. <laughs> and so there's more coming. They're in dark space or wherever they are. And they will be coming. And no one be- no one really believes you. Um, but you're still fighting the good fight. The second game... Um, like we talked about in the last one, like you're brought back by Cerberus, which is like a basically like a uh, terrorist group. Well, they they have been categorized that in the in the past game. And they specifically target human rights. Yes, and they believe you 100, percent and they want to help you uh, prevent the Reapers from coming from mm-hmm. coming. Um, so you join up with them, and there is another another alien race called the collectors who were been abducting humans so and they they're abducting them 
for what they believe is like working with the Reapers. Yep. So it's like your job to stop them and figure out what the hell is going on, right? So it, it, it's just weird because the whole game you put and get together a team to basically fight the collectors. So it's it's almost like this weird side mission, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and it's um, also weird how they like whip random missions on you, right? Like the, you have to do a couple of collectors missions, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you meet Caden. And uh-huh. Am I correct? There's no way Caden's like happy with anything you're doing. <laughs> no, not in two. Yeah, I not figured three things come back around, but yeah. Um, and so the whole game is picked, um, you know, your, your regular Mass Effect missions, like you get in all the games where you just run around doing these random sort of things. Um, but then you have these, you're basically assembling your crew. And once you pick up your crew... They have missions you do called loyalty missions. And uh, once you do those missions with them, they all have some sort of issue and you help resolve it. And then they're like loyal to your crew and your chances for a successful mission at the end go up, right? Your chances. So you want to do them all. Mm -hmm. Um, You want all the people with you when you do it and stuff. Well, it's funny about the the loyalty missions that I never noticed, right? Because... I, I don't remember much about two and three from when I originally played them. Right. But playing them back to back now is one, it's awesome. And I feel the only way to play these games now that I'm doing it mm-hmm. um, to get every little nuance and every little story beat and, you know, cameo and everything is it's amazing. <laughs> um, but all these loyalty missions, they're like fucking, it's like watching black mirror. None of them are good. <laughs> none of them are happy. None of them end well. None of them. <laughs> It's like I mean I'm more renegade this time. I'm I'm still so you're, you're reveling in it. Well, but I'm still more <laughs> I'm still more Paragon than Renegade. I don't even know. Like you've got to be a complete ass to not be more mm. Paragon than Reme- Renegade in this game. But yeah, my Renegade's up there a couple tiers. Yeah. So when when I do get the fun things where like if somebody talks too much, I just shoot him in the face and I'm like you talk too much, like I'm done. Mm. But so. But I mean, just the, the stories of the loyalty missions are dark and not they good. Are. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, Miranda's is kind of positive. Um, like, yeah. you hear how horrible her dad was, but, but. But she still stole a baby. Um, You know, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? I mean, when you put it that way. <laughs> You know, Jacob's dad's like a cult leader and yep, feeding yep. the crew fucking poisonous plants to drug him, keep him under his control, right? Again, when you put it that way, you make him Thane, sound so... Thane's dying of a disease. He wants to save his son from being a, a fucking hitman like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What other loyalty missions are there? You help... Oh, uh, you can help Garrus uh, kill... Assassinate somebody, yeah. his old partner. <laughs> can help him do that you can help uh let's see jack wants to go back to the school that she was you know, tortured in blow it up. raised as a you know cell and tortured and blow up her school and you <laughs> you know and she goes there and basically finds out all the other kids fucking had it worse because of her yeah all the other kids got tortured more than her yep <laughs> and it's like hmm like everything's like dark and terrible you know, you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? Maybe Grunt. Grunt's the only one that's not dark and terrible, but he just lives in a hellscape anyways. He was yeah. born in a test tube. 
and he's a Krogan anyway. So it's just his is more of a, a survival challenge than anything. Um, yeah, his actual loyalty mission. Yeah, it's is, yeah, they, it's just a survival be, challenge. They were like, well, let's do a let's do a you know an enemy rush mm-hmm. because this game's a shooter now, and um, yep. we're running out of ideas. There's a couple of times where you feel like they're running out of ideas because I wanted to ask you. Do you remember the mission? It's kind of optional. I think it's optional. Where the elusive man sends you. You get it early on, but I didn't do it till later. Where he sends you to go res- escape, a, uh, help a doctor escape. Yes. And she's talking about blowing up a um, a mass effect, a mass relay. Yeah, we, with we actually talked effect. about it. We talked about it last week. Right. Okay. So is that part of the main game or is that DLC? I forget if that was what... Did you ask I, that question? I did. Okay, because I don't remember that. So maybe that was DLC, but I thought I had I all the know. DLC. So I don't know. I, I don't think it was because um, it's mentioned a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and even in when um, three stats, because I just started playing three, the game kind of stats with him being um, Shepard being sort of like on trial for that action. Yes, because remember you get asked at the end by you, Lance you have Hendricks no choice if you're going to run or if you're going to face the music on that. So I mean, so it must yeah. have been part of the game, but it must not have been that influential. Or because you get it so early, maybe when I, I was it. playing the game, you know, just standard, I would just mm-hmm. jump straight into it. Because right. if you follow the path, it's kind of one of the first things the elusive man wants you to do. But God, that must have been a brutal mission because you're solo, right? You're you're um, doing it solo. You don't have anyone with you. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you do it as a favor. Yeah, and so um, I I I don't know. To me, um, I just really put that behind me. Maybe if I just doing all those loyalties afterwards, I don't know. One way or the other, it's just it's it's one of those things of like I have no memory of this. <laughs> right. Now it's funny that you're saving. Um, See, I did the Shadow Broker as one of the first things, right? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't remember it. And I'm like, what is this? I don't remember this. Yeah, because that is mission. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, we, we did talk about it. Like, she takes over, Liara Tassoni takes over as the new Shadow Broker. Mm-hmm. And then that place <laughs> is a place you can go to, almost like a second base. Like, it has all the shit that's on the Normandy. It has, like, um, weapons locker and changes shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's funny you haven't done it yet because if you go there, um, you get access to different things. Like one gives you resources, a lot of resources. Um, there's an L monitor where you can, um, interface where you can, um, influence things and mm-hmm. earn money and you get money when you go back and get stuff. So I don't know. It, it's funny you haven't done it yet because you can, you earn, you get some stuff from, Going back there. Um, I got it. I got it. I'll go back and do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it next. Basically, I acquired, I think, most everybody. Maybe not Legion. Legion was the last one I got, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got everybody. I think you get Legion last no matter what. Because I don't yeah, have Legion. It's, yeah, it's like one of the missions you do. You actually get him on like a mission. He, he's he's yeah. You know, like one of those Cerberus missions that you, it's mm-hmm. like a main mission. You get him during one of those fucking things. Um, but 
I had all the lawyers submissions stacked up and I didn't, do, I didn't do any of them. And I was doing all my assignments mm-hmm. like, you know, obsessively just running back and forth, doing different shit, solving people's problems, you know, mm-hmm. um, earning money. And then even scanning all the planets, you find missions there too. Like these short little one-offs, these fun little things, you know? Yes. You know, one was like, <laughs> one was like some, some station that was getting, going to get, uh, blown up by the sun, sun rays. Mm-hmm. And you had to like run around. It was like a little puzzle yep. and you had to like turn on the generators. Like it's fun little things like that. Um, and then, yeah, I went in. So, but by the end I did everything. So before I went into the, 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 the Omega four relay, uh, everything was grayed out. I had zero to do. There was nothing I could do. Yeah, you know, uh, it just bummed me out that I, I didn't have all the upgrades that I wanted to buy because <laughs> some of them start to become like seventy five thousand, and this mm-hmm. and that. You know, and you're like, oh, ninety thousand. So, um, so I did the final mission. Uh, now I remember when I originally played the game. Mm-hmm. I um. Didn't lose one person. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> this time I lost somebody. Okay. And I'm expecting to myself. Um, but what was funny is I lost Legion. <laughs> no. And, and I'm like, well, I can live with that. You know, <laughs> it's a synthetic. It's not a real it's a robot, technically. Yes. Um, he went out very heroically. You know, he, he led a team. Because I forgot how they did the suicide mission, right? I, I just, it's been so long. I can't remember. Yeah, it has to do with your loyalty. And then the second thing it has to do with is um, if you pick the right person for the job. Yes. So there's like three different spots where you assign people to do different shit. Yeah. And um, so I'm trying to think the first one was they needed someone technical. They, they would run through like these pipes and open, and you would open the doors for yeah. them. As they went through like this steam pipe or whatever. And obviously, right, it's either Tally or Legion. Those are the two top like tech people. Yep. And I'm um, like, eh, I don't want to take Tally with me. So I, I picked Legion for that, you know. Uh-huh. And then they needed someone strong to lead like Alpha Team or whatever the fuck. And I picked uh, the Justica, right? Because I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, she's, no, she's a leader. That's the right answer. Yeah. So, um, so right off the gate, they go through and everything goes good. And then Legion does what he's supposed to do. And he's closing the door and he gets shot. <laughs> closing the door. And I'm like, oh, Legion. Now it's, and then, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, so, the, you know, I, so I went through the rest of the game and I beat the game. But what was funny, which sort of made me laugh, was, uh, you know, at the end, He's like in the holding cell with the casket, you know, like <laughs> whatever caskets you would have had. Yep. Just would have played out. It's playing the sad music and he's touching the casket. Meanwhile, there's a fucking dead robot in there, but they're playing the sad music and it's like, <laughs> we've lost good people today. I love, I love you know what I mean? It's just, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. It was just funny how it place. played out, yo. Yeah. It's like, he was the last one I got, right? Mm-hmm. His position on the ship's in a fucking closet. So no one sees him anyways, <laughs> right? He's like in the broom closet in the back of the medical bay. It's like, what's back there? I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> don't go in there. So, 
it, it just cracked me up that it was like <laughs> the sad music, the sad platoon music, and him like fucking touching the casket, like we've lost some some good people died to make this happen. Like I guess, I guess he had fucking uh, sheet metal fucking <laughs> welded on his chest. <laughs> These whatever, whatever. Um, but. Yeah, no, it was funny though. I did just be an asshole, bring Legion <clears throat> to Tally's lo- loyalty mission. <laughs> so and I they, did, st- <laughs> I did stuff they, like that too. Like I would not, not in an asshole way, but like with, um, I forgot, uh, I forgot which, uh, I think it was Jack's mission. I brought, um, um, oh, what's his name? The Z guy. Um, oh, Zaid Z. Yeah. I brought him because I thought he would be good for that. <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk. He's yeah. he's the only um, unlikable, like I think, like crew member. Yeah, but he's good if you need to do some wet work, you know. So yeah, but I just mean like as a character, like talking to him. Yeah, and you can tell he was a DLC and character, and they didn't you know. know what to do with him because if you remember, if you pre-ordered, he was the freebie. So, oh, yeah. and even his loyalty mission, he like blow, tries to blow up a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it. Um, yeah, but I remember, um, you know, Tally has to go back to the flotilla because yeah. she's on trial because her uh, dad's suspected of like activating a bunch of geth and shit. And mind you, for people who don't know, the geth like took over their home world, kicked them out. That's why there aren't a flotilla. Like just <laughs> they don't yeah. have a home. because. So, you know, I brought a geth with me. On her loyalty mission. Yeah, there you and, go. And uh, they kick you the fuck out. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even let you on the ship, boy. They're like, uh, you have some nerve. You better leave that shit. You know, it's like Star Wars. Like, these droids aren't welcome here. They're like, yeah. you better leave that shit back on your ship. So does that All just right? wrap it up or do you have to return with something better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't bring them. Yeah, okay. They're like, this ain't going to go over well. They're like, uh, you, they're like... Let me get this straight, Tally. Like, uh, yeah, you're on trial for this shit. And uh, this is who you, you fucking brought. And you think this is going to look good? <laughs> Say looking good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you it's have fantastic. a choice. You have a choice. Like, you like you can bring them, I guess, right? You can, if you're playing um, Renegade Shepard, I think there's a choice like, it's, you know, it's him over my dead body. Some bullshit like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me, I was like, I just chose like uh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. My bad. Wasn't Sorry, thinking. I'm out. No, I wasn't thinking. Uh, you know, that is insensitive of me. <laughs> put put him back in the closet. Bring someone else. <laughs> but I tell you, um, you know, the ending of that game still is a little goofy, also, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like a little a boss battle that's not really that hard. And um, oh, with the Terminator, yeah. Yeah, it's the big, it's like, you know, it's like I a know rig, is, but big yeah, reaper, was, like humanoid, hybrid reaper or something, you know. Mm. You're like, what's going on now? What's going on? <laughs> Come again. Where'd we go? Where'd we go with this story again? Excuse me. Yeah, you know, liquefying people and uh, what's this? Turn him into a reaper, human <laughs> reaper. All right, whatever, whatever. Let me shooty, 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 shooty. And, um, but, you know. It wrapped up, and uh, I was very happy. I, that game, I was a little bummed it was over. 
And but you know, it gave me a chance to start number three, which I started yesterday, I believe. I turned it on. Uh, um, and you know, obviously, I'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will just say the beginning. I you know I don't remember. You you think I don't remember shit about two? My God, three doesn't even ring a bell. The only thing <laughs> rings a bell in three is the hospital waiting room, right? Mm-hmm. I just I remember that because at one point I think Jacob's standing there and uh, Thane's in there, and I just remember like no matter what happens in the game when you go back there, they're still just waiting in line. Like you could be playing that game forty hours, and you go back there, and it's just still waiting at that, waiting to talk to somebody. <laughs> so I remember that, um, and I remember um, Joker trying to bang the android all the time. Heck yeah! And uh, I Heck forgot how hot they made him. So, anyways, so uh, like I said, started playing that, and uh, yeah, it's. Again, it's fun playing them back to back because like just like in two when you run into a character and they're like, hey, remember me? You met me on the that and you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. They're still doing that in three and then doing it with characters from one. <laughs> you know, what yes. I mean? that they skipped over in two. But now they're like, hey, remember we had that drink together? And you're like, holy shit, man. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is where you really start to get that feeling that yeah. like, um, Bioware was like, uh, we should start listening. You know, we got a lot of feedback on this and people weren't happy and this and that. Like, you can tell. I, yeah, it's a, you know, it's like, it's like I'm talking to a Turian general and I'm doing like a, a mission for a general. Mm. And he's the Turian general that was drunk in Korra's den in oh. the first game. Yeah. Like he's, ah, uh, fuck it. Like he's, yep, <laughs> hated everything. It's him. He's all sober now. He's telling you, and now he's working for C-Sec again. Like it's cool. You're like, oh, yeah, man. That's yeah. Because see, and a lot um, of people said that like none of your stuff from the past like came through. And I was like, I don't know that I would agree I, with that. There's I a lot of callbacks. Just, I think I think like you said, if you're playing them back to back or at least within yeah. close proximity to mm-hmm. each other, it's more clear. Yeah, I went to the hospital, my girl Chakwa was there, sent her there back to the ship. And then but then there was another doctor that's in the hospital that you talked in. She was the doctor that you saved in one. Oh, okay. From yeah. the, the the thugs in her office. Mm-hmm. They were extorting her. Like she's like that shit's cool, man. And and then you reminisce, like you, you know, obviously you can talk about the incident stuff. Um, I like it a lot. Um, it's funny because the game itself, obviously, the games get better looking, right? That's just a natural thing. Yeah. So the game looks really good. Um, they 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 added so two. You know, they added running and, and ducking and covering and all that good shit. In this game, they added more like um, melee and like jumping over gaps and shit and like moving from cover to cover. Um, They have a heavy melee attack, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you hold down the the melee button, like hold it down, he like charges up his little Omni tool and like it looks like a sword comes out of it. (laughs) It just like got that. Yeah. You just like cut people down. You're like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Hold on. got to take a sip. Mm-hmm. Before I cough to death. 
And uh, I forgot that Epic loaned out a bunch of Gears of War characters uh, to use in Mass Effect. I forgot Mass Effect must have rented a bunch of them because the first guy you meet is James. And I think it's Rico from fucking Gears of War. It's like Dom. Like straight up. Like straight yeah. the fuck up. Like the way he talks, looks. Look him up. Look up James from Mass Effect 3. I bet you haven't seen him in a while. I don't even recall him. And he talks like a Gears of War guy. Oh, shit. There's even this armor. Guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's even armor you can choose from that makes him look like a Gears of War guy, sort of. Yeah. And I'm just like... Okay, so I'm meleeing people <laughs> with a big sword that comes out of my arm, jumping over shit, and I got a dude on my team that calls me Loco. And, uh, you know, <laughs> what the fuck's going Let's on? Let's fucking do this. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's funny, the games take, you know, two took me not long to get used to, even though there was so much changed. Three, it, it's not that much changed. But I'm having a tough time getting used to it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, one, the interface is funny because, you know, one, looked how it looked, right? Two, they made everything, like, sharp. Like, the menu in the, the like, uh, the, everything's, like, squared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, tiles and shit. And then three, everything's rounded. It's like they they Mac OS tend it. You know what I mean? <laughs> OS X, they moved it up the bubbles. Like everything's like rounded and blue. It's and like, like it's like 80s cars versus 90s cars. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> like you go into that menu so often, like the save menu, like uh-huh. the, the start menu. And yo, the old one was like orange and sort of like sharp, you know? Mm-hmm. And this one's like blue and, and rounded, and it's just odd. It's like, hmm. Um, although I do think they added a quick save button finally. We just hit the select button, and it saves on the fly. Yeah, finally. After three <laughs> on the third game. Um, <laughs> the, But I will say this is what I'm having trouble with, Fred, is and, and eventually you'll get there, obviously, because I know you, you're someone who won't. You don't seem like you're going to put this down. Seems like you'll kind of carry on. I'll discuss my plan when I discuss my games, yes. (laughs) And the journal, right? The journal is where it's like your missions and and explains what you have to do and where to go and who to talk to. And the the journal would, you know, in one and two, it would update on the fly. So you'd have a journal mission. It'd be like, you know, go talk to this person, right? And you'd go there and you'd talk to them. And when you got done talking to them and they'd say, all right, I'll help you, all right, but uh, you got to do this for me, right? You could get this. And then if you went to your journal, that entry would be updated with the new information. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do that in this one. The journal's very vague all the time, okay. right? And I kind of, you know, I, I don't I like don't know. it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. So it's like. You know, so the guy I was talking about, the the, the, the general there, the Turian guy from the first game, mm-hmm. um, basically there's like this long chain of events for this mission where it's like you, you're trying to get one of the, I forget what they call blue suns, right? There's a blue suns and eclipse and blood gang or whatever, right? There's all these, there's these three main gangs that are throughout the Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And since you need everybody uh, with you in this game, you're trying to recruit everybody. So you're trying to recruit one of these gangs to be like, you know, help fight with you. And he's like, oh, you, I'll join you, but uh, you got to get this general off my back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in the journal, it says, talk to so-and-so and do what he needs or whatever to get him on your side. The recruit that, and you're like, okay. So he tells you to go talk to this general guy, and you're like, okay. So you go talk to the general guy, and he's like, uh, I would get off that guy's back, but uh, we need these guns from this merchant, and he's not helping. And you're like, because you're shepherd, you're like, okay, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> and then you go talk to that guy. He's like, uh, well, I can't help you because my supplier is doing this. So maybe if you can get me these artifacts, right? Ah, it's this long ass yeah. fucking thing, right? But when you go to your journal, it still just says, get this guy on your side. It doesn't update it all. So you're like, right. I actually hit a dead end because I was just like, I don't know who the fuck talked to. I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> so whatever, I'll run across it at some point. Right. Because I think on the galaxy map, right, if you, mm-hmm. the old map got cluttered because it would sort of put a little above the planets, it would sort of put what missions are available on that planet. Mm-hmm. It would get a little cluttered. It kind of blocked the whole galaxy map sometimes. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, but on this map, you sort of got to hover over the galaxies to see what what you can do in them. So, I don't know. I'm getting used to little nuances like that. Um, but, yeah, very cool, man. I'll have more to say about it uh, next week, obviously, because it's really all I'm going to play because I'm really into it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry. Sorry, yeah. buddy. It's a, it's a Mass Effect month. <clears throat> and, and yeah, anybody post- who has Game Pass, aside from the fact that that game's like fifteen bucks, I think it's also mm-hmm. part of for the PC players. If you don't mind the Origin version, it's also part of like the humble bundle, twelve dollar mm-hmm. monthly thing. So this well, game's very, this trilogy is very attainable, and it's a mm-hmm. great package. It is. It's great. And, and it made me, I did tweet today because it made me laugh. I was in the yeah, purgatory bar. That's what I saw was and, that tweet. And, you know, the, the, Sar- the Sarians are usually like strippers and entertainers. And they're always dancing. Like when you go to clubs and stuff, they're always dancing on a pole or some shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And this looked like, this looked like an animation that was supposed to be on the dance floor. <laughs> but they just gave it to like the bartender. <laughs> and there's like, Patrons like waiting at the bar, just sitting there, like not even moving, like idle because they're in their like, conversations. And this bartender just going house, this house music, like going nuts. And I was like, that's hilarious. So I posted that on Twitter because that's that's the content you get from me. So right. the real classy stuff. The, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, Fred, <clears throat> that's it for me. I, I know that was a lot, but. No, but uh, I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect 2 myself, so it allowed me to kind of like chat about that, and I don't have to really dig into it. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, I'm moving myself along. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is definitely my warm blanket um, because I was struggling with a lot of these games this week. Uh, I do have (laughs) another good game to talk about, but but yeah, uh, Mass Effect 2, just going along with it... um, 
not making the progress quite you are, but it also lends itself, especially with like where you can recruit and then loyalty. Like basically all you have to do is recruit someone and then you get their opportunity at their loyalty mission like mm-hmm. right afterwards. <laughs> not right afterwards. You have to do one other it's, mission and then they give it to you. The The main missions and the loyalty missions, they can be a good like 20 minutes long, right? 25, depending on, you know, I search like every I consider like training. to recruit them and then to do their loyalty mission. That's like an hour block, but you got to shuffle them in. Like you can't, you can't just mm-hmm. meet someone and go, okay, let's go do your loyalty mission. It doesn't work like that. They have to yeah. like talk to you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good game where you could do a mission a night if you have exactly. time, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how I ran it. Um, so the other things I did was, um, so trees, I went retro. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've been back on a Hulk kick. I keep bouncing around in my comic books that I'm reading. So I'm right mm-hmm. now reading Hulk's essential collection. I keep trying to find the fun in Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, especially <laughs> in the 60s and 70s uh, so far, has been a struggle for me. So for you comic nerds who read the Hulk, which I think I'm losing like everyone on that one, um, <laughs> I'm reading his Essential Collection Volume Three, I, it, which is uh, Hulk 118 through 142. Also covers some Captain Marvel stuff, and this is not the Captain Marvel Carol Danvers people are familiar with. This is the original Captain Marvel, which is actually Dick um, Bruce Banner who plays the Hulk. His buddy Dick Jones, I think it was Dick Jones or something like that. Um, it's it, he becomes the original Captain Marvel, and then oh. there's some mix or there's some mixing with the uh, Avengers, which right now it's can, the West Coast <laughs> Avengers. So it's your it, can can I ask you as a yeah. combo guy? Can I ask you a combo question? Sure. From someone who doesn't, I I'm more familiar with comic book movies than actual comics, mm-hmm. right? So that's my knowledge, especially with the MCU. Yeah. Um, why? Okay. <laughs> so you have Captain America, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you make Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. right? Who was actually and Captain it, America's sidekick early on. Okay. And then, <laughs> and now I see a thing for a show called Miss Marvel. Yes. What the fuck's going on? Why are they making it so confusing? So, <clears throat> Captain Marvel is um, so, and, and I don't know if you've seen these movies. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, Captain Marvel is um, a cosmic being, super strong. Right. Um, yes. And the original Captain Marvel that I'm reading right now, or Marvel as it's actually coming from, is uh. is not. It's it's very Hulk like, I guess is what I would say. Um, Dick's just running around and then all of a sudden, like, and he's got these bands on his arms and then all of a sudden he transforms into Captain Marvel and he goes and fights crime. And then when he uses up like 30 hours of power or something, he turns back into Dick again. And so, so who's the girl? The girl is Captain (laughs) Marvel, right? Right. So Captain Marvel changes over time and actually right. the second okay. captain marvel is um um uh, rambo um maria rambo or whatever mm-hmm. the the girl who's carol danvers friend in the movie and mm-hmm. then eventually carol danvers becomes the third um 
Captain Marvel. And these are different versions, right? Uh, and each time they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And is it Michelle Rambo? Anyway, Rambo and um, Danvers, the, the two females, those are more like cosmic, ultra powerful. It is who they are 100% of the time beings. Um, so that escalated. And you should know that I did not read the original Captain Marvel. I did not read the newer ones. I've been kind of Mm -hmm. interested in grabbing the Carol Danvers one just to get into it. But then I don't know, like, I don't really want to chase the MCU. I kind of like the letting the MCU stay where it is. Um, and so with that one, like, yeah, you should just know those are later. Those are like, the original Captain Marvel's the 70s. They just needed another character. And what mm-hmm. they did was they basically made a cosmic version of the Hulk. And I think I have a theory right. as to why, but I have no facts to back this up. The original Hulk, as I'm reading it, and Hulk does a weird thing where they do Hulk 1 through 6, and then they tether it onto an already running um, series. I think it's Amazing Fantasy or Amazing Tales to Astonish is actually what I think it is. No. Yeah, I think that is it. They always had these weird names. Like Thor was originally Journey into Mystery. And, mm-hmm. you know, Spider-Man was in Amazing Fantasy. And then Tales to Astonish was uh, the Submariner and Namor. He was, you know, he's basically Aquaman. But no one wants to talk about it because it was Marvel ripping it off. But I think Namor predates Aquaman, actually. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, these are those 60s fantastical sci-fi comics that Marvel was doing. Yeah. And the Hulk's in there. And so in the first... Hulk goes like one through six and then he's suddenly on issue 103 or something because he becomes yeah. Tales to Astonish. And so when you read those early Hulks, they're all these weird, fantastical stories of like, oh my God, the Russians are spying on us. The Reds are spying on us and they've teamed up with this alien life form and this and that. Or the Hulk ends up going to the center of the earth and finding these weird crag people underground and he like fights them. Or he goes into another dimension and he finds these subhumanoids who are like super (laughs) strong and like beat up Thor in another, you know, in Thor's comics and he fights them. Like they're very like, Again, they're they're for literally for kids who like those sci-fi tales, right? Mm-hmm. Like, think back to the future when the kid holds up the comic book that looks like the DeLorean. Like, it's that mm-hmm. stuff. And I really disconnect with it. I don't like it. The Hulk is just a lumbering idiot. Bruce Banner doesn't <laughs> know anything about what's going... They don't really delve into the dichotomy of, like, this stuff. Bruce is just walking around having a normal life, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm angry. Here I go good yep. and green, and then I'm on another planet. <laughs> and it's very hard to read. Um, now, getting to, and of course, I'm leading into, like, I want to see Wolverine's first appearance, which is Hulk 181. But getting into these late ones, they're really dealing with that now. Like, Bruce Banner goes, like, there's an interesting story where Bruce Banner goes to marry Betty Ross, who is his... Um, his his girlfriend from issue one and of course the big deal with her is her dad is general ross who is the guy who is forever chasing after the hulk but like even from early on everyone knows bruce banner's the hulk and they do a good job of like trying to protect bruce banner right so they're like we can't kill the hulk Right, because there's a version of this where it's like, just drop an A-bomb on him and you're done, right? But they're like, we can't kill the Hulk because we'll kill Bruce, right? Um, But they do some fucked up stuff where, like, Bruce is about to get married 
and they're literally doing their vows and he turns into the Hulk and he like injures Betty and destroys her childhood home. <laughs> and, like, oh, it's really Jesus. fucked up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, and like, there's this thing where right now they got the West Coast Avengers, which the West Coast Avengers are probably just as known to the Aveng- to um, as the normal Avengers if you watch the MCU because the West Coast Avengers are Giant Man, Black Panther, Vision, Wanda or Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver or Pietro. And um, so everyone kind of knows these characters, right? And so when they team up to fight the Hulk, like it's a big deal. And so we get some cool stuff like that. Iron Man fights the Hulk and stuff, but they keep going back and forth with it. So it's getting a little less fantastical. Like a lot of the people he's fighting are just these super strong beings that are on Earth. Like they haven't fight the Rhino, which is like... You know, um, Spider-Man's enemy also. And they have him fight the Avengers as a misunderstanding. They do this interesting thing right now they're doing where the Hulk has been separated from Bruce Banner, but they're still symbiotic in a way. So, like, if the Hulk dies or Banner dies, like, the other person will die, right? So they're two separate beings, but they're still connected. And so they're doing some interesting stuff with it. Um, I'm eager to get much further down the road in the 300s where um, uh, David, oh, I forgot his name and you're not going to care anyway, but um, it's like David Perry or something. He was like the person who kind of resurrected the Hulk, who the Hulk wasn't very well, how do I put it? Like very well liked anymore, right? People, it's interesting because he kind of, made the Incredible Hulk come back and was liked um, when the Hulk, you know, wasn't liked, you know, for a long time. And I think that's why people like myself in the 90s was reading these, this new writer's stuff. And that's why I liked the Hulk. But then you go back to the past and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe this wasn't very good, right? Uh, Peter mm. David is the the writer I'm talking about. <clears throat> And so I'm trying to get there, but it's going to take a long time. And in the meantime, I'm like, well, maybe the Hulk gets better when we get to like, you know, 181 where Wolverine gets introduced and then he goes Mm -hmm. and joins the X-Men and stuff like that. To circle real quick back to what you were saying, though. So Captain America is like when when Marvel brings him out, right? Like, I think he's from the 60s, but he might have even been from the 40s. Like his whole idea was, you know really harping home on the love of, you know, like American patriotism in war times. Whereas Captain Marvel is more just like a cosmic superhero Mm -hmm. to take on the veil. Because again, since it's a character, Dick Jones from, and I might be botching that character's name too. I think his name's Dick though. Um, He's like a character who's like from the Hulk and he was always like kind of wandering around with the Hulk, but trying not to die. Right. Because he's this brittle human. And so it was a way to, let him go on these fantastical journeys like the Hulk with the splitting of like turning back and forth. And so it was a way Mm. to like continue in the seventies, those plot lines that the Hulk kind of gets away from, right? The Hulk stays on earth now. No, um, see largely my point. Mm -hmm. You're breaking it down from a character. Sorry, I might be going too far. Yeah. Right. I'm breaking it down as uh, what a shitty naming convention. Oh yes. And, and Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel's even funnier. Cause yeah, she's from a she's from much more in the present, right? And she's she's this idea like, of like, what if Marvel made first of all Ms. Marvel, right? I think the reason that one's actually maybe a little smarter, 
from a from a naming convention and, and what they're doing standpoint is because she's a super fan of Marvel Comics. And then she becomes a superhero herself okay. in uh, a nuclear blast. So that one make, so you, makes you sense. just tell it saying that right there. Mm-hmm. Now that makes complete sense. But yes. like for someone who like like me, who just watches the movies, mm-hmm. like right away, I know Captain Marvel. And then I see Ms. Marvel. I'm like, oh. And Captain America, right? Having those three. Just, when you line them up, you're like, what are we doing? Did they, <laughs> did they have a kid? Is this like, what, what's going on? You know what I mean? It's very confusing. Yeah. It, it, but you just but you just saying she's like an uber Marvel fan. Like, yeah. like you know, very meta. And then becomes a, a, you know, superhero. So she calls herself Miss Marvel. That, to me, that makes sense yes and it'll now. be interesting seeing that tv show where uh i think mm-hmm. it's coming out this summer uh where kamala khan is she's who is ms marvel we get to kind of mm-hmm. see her origins but yeah that'll be that'll be interesting to watch and of course she's the main character in the avengers mm-hmm. crystal dynamics game although i don't know if i would recommend people playing that um oh um but uh hold on real quick Sorry about this. <clears throat> no worries. I'm just sitting here eating Oreo cookies. <laughs> All right, so Trees, I walked around this huge comic block to get back to games. So I'm reading these Hulk comics, and I'm like, you know what? I want to play a Hulk video game, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something I do, and it's it's insane. And I think you know this about me. But <laughs> like, instead of the game everyone thinks of, that's probably the best of the Hulk games, and there's not many Hulk games, and most of them have a reputation for being not good. Right. I'm like, of course, you know, the prototype, it was basically the precursor to prototype was Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Yes. Why wouldn't, I've never played it, I've always wanted to play it, so it's the logical choice. But I'm like, no, I win. I want to do this in order of how they came out. So I know I've got the Hulk Genesis game. And I looked it up, wow. and sure enough, other than like one of those point-and-click adventures that was on like the Amiga, like that's the only that's the first Hulk game. So I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's pop this in. Cart only, ripped label. I bet the game's fucking valueless anyway, like even without it. And trees. I'm more knowledgeable about developers now than I was, right? Right. So I go pop this in, and right at the beginning, I see the logos US Gold and Probe. Now, most people probably know Probe on the Genesis because of Mortal Kombat. Probe did the Mortal Kombat ports. But these are, US Gold was a developer, was a publisher of lots of microcomputer games in Europe. And, um, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm sorry to our European listeners, and I know we do have quite a few of them, but like Americans will never get or appreciate European developed, especially microcomputer games, especially just a lot of the trash that places like US Gold released and even probe to that effect. That doesn't mean they didn't have good releases. Mortal Kombat's a perfect example of what I think was a strong release, but there's just a lot of separating the wheat from the chaff and so when i saw this i was like oh fuck me this is gonna be bad (laughs) Mm. and we get to our first uh milestone which is um 
the game jumps straight through the menus and into the game. And then it keeps pausing and unpausing on my Genesis. And I'm like, what the fuck? And this is my recently recapped Genesis, like my high quality one. And, mm. I, and I was like, what's going on? So I swapped controllers. I was like, maybe this is one of those weird things. You remember with the six button controller, sometimes certain games wouldn't work right and you have to hold down that mode button. I tried that, right. that didn't fix it. So I was like, okay, let me get like a classic Genesis three button controller and just swap it out. Same thing. And I was like, huh. So then I decided to play a different game to test it out. And because Probe made it, it's just where my brain went. I launched the Sega CD version of Mortal Kombat. For some reason, it worked fine. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. But it was a false positive because Mortal Kombat is one of the few games that uses the full six-button controller layout. So when I went back and played any other three-button controller game, I think it was Streets of Rage, I saw the same thing where it was pausing and unpausing constantly and pressing start all over. And so I was like, what the fuck? So I, I went and looked at the controller port and one of the pins was pushed in. Uh. And I was like, God damn it. Like, not in the controller. <laughs> it was in the Genesis, right? And I was like, fuck. So then, of course, I took my whole cartridge. I dug out my old Genesis that's hooked up to my Sega CD2. Unscrewed the plate off of it and everything and, and hooked it up. Worked like a charm. No problems. Mm. And then I proceeded to play this shitty Hulk game. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the game's very weird. The physics don't work out right. The Hulk can be easily killed by small robots and guys with guns, right? Because mm -hmm. they, you know, what are you going to do? The what Hulk is do? significantly smaller. I will say the aesthetic's good. I seem to remember the aesthetics to be like kind of that new age Sega. Because like this was like 93, 94. So this was later Sega Genesis. And do you remember how Sega... A lot of its late games were kind of sharper. Uh, a good example of this is like Vector Man, right? There's a sharp, crisp kind of like, forget the pseudo 3D, but like, I guess to a certain extent, like that pseudo 3D kind of graphics. You know what I mean? They right. weren't so much the classic genesis of like Kid Chameleon or like Alex Kidd or Sonic the Hedgehog, right? They were more like sharp mid-90s, edgy, you know, kind of graphics. And I always thought the Hulk was like that too, but it turns out that's just from the label of him screaming in the front. It is yeah. <laughs> actually quite cartoony. It's more comic zone than it is, <clears throat> right. you know, Vector Man. Um, and I played it and it was just, the the frame rate's not quite right. And again, it's weird to call it frame rate because nobody gave a fuck about frame rate back in the day. It was 60 and, and or bust and the game would sometimes have slowdown. But you've got like weird response times, I guess is what I would say. Like you press jump and Hulk doesn't quite respond the way you want him to. And there's all these weird mechanics where if you take enough damage, you become Bruce Banner and then you're crawling around, you can't fight anything, but you can like find... <laughs> you know energy and health and you can get pissed off again and become the hulk again you know yeah as so i was playing and i'm like this is kind of like equal parts awkward and fascinating and kind of boring and really challenging <laughs> it's just everything you come to expect from a european developed game from guys who used to make like zx spectrum games you know what i mean mm, like the bad yeah. zx spectrum games um <clears throat> And uh, and then I got to the first boss, and it was Rhino, and I couldn't figure out how to, like, <laughs> like I could hit him, but he would also do damage to me, and he would do significantly more damage to me than I would to him. Mm. And then 
um, I tried a different move where I could like jump around and then like hit him from behind. And that kind of worked, but it, it didn't work well enough. And then the time ran out. And I was like, this is kind of shitty. And so I was like, I, I don't think I like this game. And everybody said it was a bad game anyway. And I was like, that's unfortunate. Um, one weird thing I did was I whipped out my flash cart and booted okay. up the Master <laughs> System version of this same game. Oh. And it's significantly better. It was on the Game Gear in America. I think it was only in Europe on the Master System. But it's significantly more responsive and therefore a better game. So if you ever want to play the really shitty Incredible Hulk, it's not much better on the Master System or the Game Gear. Uh, in America, you'll only have the Game Gear option or if you have a flash cart. But, um, but it's, it's slightly better. Um, and it's, it's a more cohesive game. So it almost makes me wonder... If their lead platform, what like the lead development thing, right? You create a concept and then you create the graphics around it. And maybe they're trying to push too many graphics for what they were trying to do. Because it seems like the Genesis is like just shy of conceptually being able to handle what they were trying to do. And the Master right. System and Game Gear handle it like a dream. And so with the dulled down graphics, it's more responsive. So <laughs> anyway, but it still wasn't fun. You know, I, I still was no. struggling with Rhino. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, uh. <laughs> so then this, uh, here's a little rabbit hole I went on. I was like, fuck, I, this is my old Genesis that the reset button doesn't work. And it's got some buzzing, some pretty heavy buzzing when I play it, you know, that comes out of the RGB port. I think right. most people are familiar with that. Like older systems, especially the Genesis, like it'll have a hum to it. You know what I mean? Um, do you know what I mean? When you put it on like a CRT, like you can hear the yes, hum. Yes, you can hear it, yeah, when you click on it. And yeah. it's even worse when you play a Sega CD game because you can hear as it's transferring data. I have the plate on there, but you can still hear the little stuff. And when the flash cart's running, you can hear the beeps there. If I put the 32X on, it really gets fuzzy. <laughs> um, like the image is crisp, but the sound of hum is coming through. You know, there's always this high-end whine. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. And my recapping and special modifications that I paid someone recently to do to that Genesis, or that, no, I think I bought that Genesis on eBay. And again, the controller pin wasn't pushed in. And I, even though it happened and it, I don't think it was my fault, I also don't think that that was up. There's a nefarious person who pushed those pins out when they had them open and hoped that I wouldn't notice that the pins would get pushed back. Or in all likeliness, somebody had been rough on those controller ports and the person just like didn't notice and I broke the camel's back with trying to, you know, because I plug in the controllers fresh each time. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I was unhappy. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's move to the mister. And so I did some testing and also looked into some stuff and did some RGB output like captures and looked at them side by side and did some audio and looked at the waveforms. And you know what? The Mister, and I have a Genesis six button controller. It's a retro US or retro bit USB Genesis controller. It's actually really good. I was using it for various things. Um, <clears throat> works great. And it it's it's licensed by Sega. Like it's a legit Sega Genesis controller using the old molds. And um, with the graphics looking nearly identical, in fact, they look a little more vibrant on the Mister, and no hum, no whine, and anything, and it, it fully supports the Genesis Master System and thirty or, and Sega CD library. The only thing it doesn't support is thirty two X. I was like, all right, I'm moving over to the Mister. It's it's my mm. new way to play Sega Genesis. So another one bites the dust trees. Yep, <clears throat> I'm not yep. getting rid of it. I'm I've got. 
I've got a broken Genesis 2, and I might someday, if I'm feeling frisky, Whoa. try to desolder that controller port from the broken Genesis 2 and solder it into this recap Genesis 2. Yeah. But at that point, I'm fucking Frankensteining, you know? Like, uh, it's almost like a project more yeah, than it is Gen- a use case. What? Genesis 2s, yeah, they're not that expensive if you wanted to get an launch. <laughs> mm, like, they've, you know, they've gone up. I'm not paying have- another 75 bucks. Fuck that. Let me look. Back when I was doing my Genesis stuff, they they, they were throwing them in with games and shit. When you if <laughs> if you can find something a, like that, well, and remember, yeah. I've got one that's working, but it's got the hum. It's yeah. that's why I bought the one that was like the better one from a later model that also had been recapped. Like that was the whole point, and so that's why I just don't want to jack with it. Like I could mm-hmm. play Genesis, and when I want to play 32x, I'm gonna do that. In fact, what ended up happening later on that night, trees was I ended up. Um, booting up Mortal Kombat 2 on the 32X and having a blast. I forgot how good that game is on the 32X. Um, it's it's a good port of Mortal Kombat 2, I have to say. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so, did that. Um, and then, oh, and I got that Match 3 itch again. And I'm sorry to tell you I didn't download the Funko Pop thing. This time, because of the Hulk thing, I downloaded Marvel Puzzle, Puzzle Quest. And mm, I did- tried to get into that again. Like I got into yeah. it once and got rid of it, and then I tried to go back to it, and I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. Oh, it detected my save and imported all my characters and everything. That oh, was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So, but I'm playing it again. I don't play too often, though. I think you play more. Com- like you're you're more compulsive with playing match three games. I'll play like maybe yes. once or twice every few days. Like I, mm. I've had it for a week, and I've probably played like never two days in a row. I've probably played like. For 15 I've, minutes a couple days. I've developed a bad habit of playing phone games before bed. Ah, yeah. that's a, Unfortunately. So I read comics, so we, we each have our own thing. But um, yeah, <laughs> the next Reading's thing. Reading's better, trust me. <laughs> it depends on what you're reading. Um, the next thing I did was I wanted to get back into my B games, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm now calling the Saturday Crapshoot, which is actually borrowing <laughs> from an old great PC magazine uh, or website or something that I used to read called Saturday Crapshoot. Anyway, I booted up Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories. If you recall, I grabbed this. I've always wanted to try Disaster Report 4, but it's like Uh kind of expensive on the PS4. Like they never have it on sale, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay 60 bucks for it. Was this the one that got, didn't one of them get a Switch release? Or is this the one I'm thinking of that went onto PlayStation? I thought Switch got one too. Uh, a disaster report. Disaster I could be totally wrong. Report switch. There we go. It was this one. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so, uh, but it was, I, there was a time where the Epic Game Store had it on sale for like 20 bucks or 25 bucks. And I had like, they were doing that weird rotating coupon thing. So I grabbed this game for like 15, 20 bucks. And I was like, if I'm going to take the risk to play it, this is about as good as it's going to get. <clears throat> And I'd never played these games. And I knew you were in a disaster, but like I thought it was going to be more interactive than this. This is really more about a, creating a complete sim where you're like, I'm a boy or a girl, and I am a student, and I'm riding the bus to go to university, or I'm riding the bus to go to my first job interview. And then you get off the bus, and you're like, oh my god, an earthquake happened. I like to follow the rules, so I'm going to try to protect myself. Or I don't like to follow the rules, so fuck it. And like, I want to help people, or I'm out 
out for myself. You know, that's all. It's it's a lot of that getting into it. And then mm-hmm. once the earthquake hits, it's like, I want to go help people, right? So this is something where I thought there was going to be more action-packed. And I go to this person, and they're under a building, and they're like, help me. And a bunch of people are trying to pull out. And I like, talk to them, and I'm like, can I, you help me? And they're like, you're a weak girl. I, you can't help us. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I move on, you know, and I'm walking down a street, and all of a sudden some debris hits me in the head, which is totally going to happen in an earthquake. But, like, it was like, oh, now you've lost health. And I was like, okay. <laughs> then you, like, find a bag and it's got a bunch of supplies. But then you run around in your area and there's no supplies. Like, there's no one who needs those supplies. And I ended up at, it like, a convenience store and helped a guy take a shit. Like, the guy was taking a shit and he needed toilet paper. So then I went and oh. talked to the clerk. And the clerk's like, well, you need to put on this outfit because I don't want to ring up these people. And you need to ring up people. And then you get to decide if you want to pocket the money or put it in the register. So I put it in the register. But I rang up the people. He told me where toilet paper was. I went over to where the toilet paper was. And there was this creepy dude who wants a bottled water. Looked through my pack of emergency supplies. And wouldn't you know it, no bottled water. Mm, Did find out I had a fun little skimpy uh, Christmas dress, though, with a Santa Claus hat. So I popped that on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was better than the bathing suit that I was wearing before. Um, But... um, which, yeah, she had that in her bag also. I don't know. It's interesting. I could become a Power Ranger if I wanted to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so I helped that guy. And then this fat guy comes out of the toilet and he goes, sorry, the water's off so I can't wash my hands. And then he, like, touches you. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, what the fuck is this game? <laughs> It's a disaster report. Yeah, and then I went and, like, I was helping these girls find their teacher, and they were like, we need to get out of here. And they were like, let's climb through this tunnel. And the teacher's like, no, it's too dangerous. These are all, like, high school girls. And she was like, you shouldn't climb through the tunnel. And they were like, well, what if this girl goes first? Will you go first? And I was like, sure. And then it goes, you're about to go through here. You might die. Do you want to save and quit and try the scenario over, or do you want to go for it? And I said, go for it. And I survived and I made it to the other side. And what was on the other side? Bunch of other fucking people with fetch quests for me. And I was like, is this all this? I did like two hours of this. And is this all this game? I was like, ugh. (laughs) This is not what I thought it was going to be. And I heard there was a version you could play where you could kaiju are fighting this in the city and stuff like that. And none of that's going on. So I don't know what the fuck this game (laughs) is supposed to be, but I didn't. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not very good games. I will give the PC port mad credit. It worked perfectly with a controller, including vibrations, mm-hmm. and you even got to pick. It was like, we've detected you're using an X input Xbox One controller. Do you want the button presses that show up to be keyboard? Do you want it to show up as Xbox controllers to match your controller? Or do you know this game from the PlayStation and you want it to be PlayStation buttons? Like, I like that, like, the interface will is very flexible. And I maxed it out and ran it at 60 frames a second, and it ran fine. It didn't do so well when I tried to get 120 frames a second. That engine was not ready for that. When I went back to 60, ran smooth as silk. So I had heard that it runs at a rough 30 on the PlayStation and even rougher 30 on the Switch. So I was pleased to see, performance-wise, the game ran fine, but... Mm. And, like, no load times. Like, it was super fast. But, like, it's just not a good game. <laughs> I was very upset with that. <laughs> Fortunately, so, uh, I have another crapshoot trees uh, that okay. I also started. But I don't want to talk about it because we'll probably be doing a show in a few days. So I'll save right. it for that. <laughs> um, 
So last but not least, I am playing one more game, and this one I'm kind of smitten with. So this is did split some of my weekend time, which is the only time I really played video games this week, between mm. this and Mass Effect. And that game is recently released on Game Pass. Uh, recently released, it is on Game Pass, but you can get it elsewhere. Tunic. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to check that out, but I I don't want to distract myself from my my Mass Effect journey. Yeah, and uh, I've got a lot to say about this. So we're gonna uh, let me say a couple things. One, this is going to be spoiler free. Although Tunic based off of its concept, is going to be very hard to spoil. Because even I don't know what the fuck is going on in it. Um, and that's actually one of my criticisms, but I'll get into it in a minute. Second of all, um, if you recall, I've talked about Tunic before because they had that preview, and I played that preview. And you remember how I was like, it's all Dark Souls and kind of difficult, and I didn't really like it. And But mm. I did beat the demo, and I beat the boss and everything. So I'm playing the game, and it is... This, so let me just go first and foremost let's just lay it on the table this game is dark souls meets link to the past okay. that's what they did they were like what if a link to the past was dark souls um in that you collect items that allow you to level up and buy things you would need when you die you lose some of those you don't lose all of them though so like if you have like 1100 gems they, they kind of look like rupees if you have 1,100 rupees, is what I'll call them. Because uh, this game, another criticism I'll get to is, this game is all in like some elvish language you don't know. And so you get a bunch of pop-up boxes and instructions that you can't read. You don't know what it's saying. And then slowly over time, you learn language that kind of demystifies what's in there. Um, this is something that uh, Returnal did as well. And mm. it was a little more amusing because in Returnal, you're just doing hardcore action and the story is like barely important. Whereas in this, this is not the story that's just obfuscated from you. It's the fucking instructions on how to play the game. Like hmm. you get pictures and they kind of show you how to play the game and it all looks like the original Legend of Zelda's instruction manual. Mm -hmm. But like it shows you an item and it tells you what that item does, but it tells you an elvish. And then later on in time, you like somehow collect a certain page that has like HP on it. And then all of a sudden you see in that item that there's HP. You still don't know what the rest of that paragraph says, but at least you know it's related to your health points. You know, and I don't like that. And at this moment, I've got like 30 pages in this instruction manual and it's trying to explain everything to me, but I can only understand like one out of every three words. And it's very, not even one out of three words, one out of every three sentences. And it's very frustrating. Um, and... Maybe I'm missing something because obviously it's very easy to miss stuff in Tunic, but it's like one of my biggest things preventing me from getting through this game. And to be clear, I'm making steady progress. I'm not stuck, but one of the, and especially early on, one of the biggest off like outlier, like kind of things is I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. And I mean that from minute to minute gameplay like, I don't know what I have at my disposal. I don't know what my weapons are. I don't know how to use them. I don't know what is useful, and I don't even know what it does. Like, I had an item I just couldn't use. Why? Because I later find out it restores magic points, and I didn't have a magical item yet. But, like, just tell me. 
Like, why wouldn't you tell me how to play the basic principles of a game? Um, like, when you find the sword, you get a pop-up that's all in Elvish that's like, whatever. And then you've got to figure out in the menu, like, how to equip and use your sword. And it's like, why wouldn't you just tell me? Because it's being charming. Yes, and reviewers goddamn adore this game. It has like they a 97%. Yeah. Um and so, uh, so here's so the thing. That means you're wrong, Fred. That's yes, it does. Um, and actually, here's what I'll say. I, I'm largely enjoying this game. And it's not... It, they've toned down the difficulty a little bit, although people will still definitely find this game very difficult. Um, and I like Souls-esque games to a certain extent. Um, this game gets in its own way far too often though. But before I get into some of my criticisms, let me get into some of the positives. So I like that it opens up. It's got a really enchanting theme in the overworld and it's very peaceful. Like it uses a piano and it's this real melodic like dun 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 dun. Like it's just a very <laughs> like pleasant theme, you know, to hear over right. and over in repetition. And when you're wandering around early on, especially when before you get the sword, you get a stick and everything can kill you very fast. And so when you're really trying to get into those early areas and you really can't go anywhere and you don't know where you're supposed to go and you get all these instruction manual pages that are trying to tell you how to play the game, but they don't use English. They use this weird, like cryptic Sanskrit style writing. And so you're just, it's very off right off the bat. To me, it's very off putting. It's like, we're not going to explain anything to you. We're going to make everything foreign to you. And it's really hard. Isn't this fucking awesome? <laughs> and remember Link to the Past, the greatest Zelda game of all time? Not true, yeah. by the way, but that the collective <laughs> internet has decided that for us, Trees. So even if you don't think Link to the Past is the greatest game of all time, it is. And if you're playing this game, goddammit, you do think that. Um, and so, I, like I said, it, just from the very get, it, I, I should also point out a lot of that you know, not understanding the words and stuff like that really harkens from Breath of the Wild. So that's really what it is. It's a triple hybrid of somebody was like, what if I did the open world stuff of Breath of the Wild with the dungeon overworld map size and style of Link to the Past and the gameplay loop of Dark Souls? And that's what they made. That's truly what they made. And... I now see why Tunic was in development for so long because I guarantee you he had made the Link to the Past game and he realized <laughs> it was just a clone of Link to the Past. And I don't know if you know, but like there's been like a couple of those that were very effective clones of Link to the Past that came out in the last few years. And he was probably mm. like, oh, fuck, like somebody's already done it, you know, and I don't have a unique hook. And then he probably played a Dark Souls game and was like, these things are awesome. I need to integrate this in, right? And he does... The, it's it does a good job of that, right? And so as you start collecting stuff, as you start getting stuff, you start figuring stuff out on your own. And then I went and did the first dungeon, the one that I was familiar with. And it's not even a it's not even the first dungeon. The actual dungeon is something way more distinct later on. But it was what I thought of at the time as the dungeon, which is actually like a mini dungeon. Um, it doesn't even really have a boss at the end, although I view it as a boss. But no achievement, and um, it becomes a regular enemy, so it's probably not a boss. Um, but uh, but 
I replayed through it and I didn't have nearly as many problems as I did in the original game. And um, I really had the same items at my disposal and everything. The one thing I had going for me was my familiarity with everything, you know? Mm. But then right after that, I got into this area. It was an overworld area. And I will say this because this is where people will run into this. It has crocodile-like creatures. And the moment you see this... This is where the game's first difficulty spike just hits. Those things are so much stronger than anything you'd fought before this. And you get a lot of them. And so I was dying constantly and I hit this wall where I had died over and over and over, probably a dozen times. And I just wasn't making progress. And so I was like kind of frustrated and I was looking everywhere and I'm like, I don't understand this. And there's this part in the instruction manual where there were these little trinkets I was getting that they're not like items you can use. They're just trinkets mm -hmm. that sit in your inventory. And it said like in the instruction manual, but remember it's all in this Elvish stuff. Like if you have one, it, it showed one of the trinket and it said level one and then an arrow going to level two. And I was like, oh, okay. So when you get this trinket, you're at level two for, and this one's for attack. It says ATT, I get that. This one says DEF, so that's defense. Da, 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 da. This one says HP. And so I was getting all these trinkets and I'm like, this is cool. So like I'm, I'm obviously leveling up. And so I was like, this is crazy that like you know like increasing my stats so to speak and i was like right. this is crazy that like i'm increasing my stats and like this is this overworld area is so hard imagine when i get to a dungeon so then i got stuck and i hit a wall and i was like well i guess i'm done playing tunic like i just i've spent an hour beating my head against the same spot there's nothing <laughs> to grind for i have everything like i don't know what else to do i guess i'm done and you know it it I went back and played Mass Effect for the rest of the night. I, I went from really upset to, like, more pleasant. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, no, I, I want to get back into Tunic. Like, that's the thing that I'll give them. This is why reviewers gave it a high score, in my opinion. Because it's not as... It's not... This is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it to. The minute-to-minute -minute gameplay, I'm not usually having what I would call a good time like with Mass Effect, where like I'm like, yeah, this is the shit. I love doing this. This is a warm blanket. No, I'm kind of like in the rain, right? Like I'm like, this is kind of cold and uncomfortable, but it's kind of cool and habit-forming. And I think that's the best way to put it. Like I'm drawn right. back to it. Um, And... So I, I looked up something real quick, like a quick guide, and it was like beginner's tips for people who play in it. And they're like, if you get to a crocodile area and you're finding the games really hard, you should really go to the fox statues and turn in your trinkets so that you can level up. And I said, wait, what? Turn them in? <laughs> and I walked up to the fox statue, and you know these. These are like your bonfires. They're, they're, they're like, uh, they might be cat statues, but you walk up to them and they're just little statues with a flame on them. And when you walk up to them, a prompt for A comes up. And when you click it, it saves your game. It refills all of your energy and like refillable items and fills your health and everything. And... Um, I should point out, just like Dark Souls, you have a stamina bar. And the way they do it in this game is when your stamina bar is low, you can still do stamina stuff, but you take 150% damage. And when your stamina bar is not depleted, you take normal damage. And if your shield's up, you take 50% damage, depending, or if it's something you can block. But, and attacking doesn't use stamina, which is unlike Dark Souls, but... 
everything else does. So running, dodging, this and that. No, actually running doesn't. The act of running doesn't, but your dodge roll and to begin running uses some stamina. And then blocking, of course, uses stamina. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so I went up to the fox thing and I... It just has the A prompt, and I clicked on it, and it saved my game. Oh, it also respawns all the enemies in the world, you know, just like Dark Souls. And I was like, how do I turn this stuff in? What are they talking about? And I went into my instruction manual, and of course, it's all in Elvish, so I don't understand it. And I'm like, (laughs) I Now I'm even more frustrated because I know what I need to do, but I don't know how to do it. And... I don't know. You tell me when you're thinking about this, Trees. Like, it is that's not good, right? Where you're down to the point where, like, I'm reading a guide online and I know what to do. Mm. I know exactly what I need to do, but I don't know how. Yeah. And I have this instruction manual in the game, and it won't tell me how because it wants to be cute. Right. Or it wants to be immersive. Whatever whatever they want to use. And I don't mean that in a mocking way. Like if you want something to be cute or complex or immersive or odd. Right? Because people are going to be like, well, haven't you played the Souls games? They don't explain shit to you. And I'm like, yeah. And I have the same criticism against those. I right. it, it feels like the, haha, look, it's the Google smart generation. <laughs> I know stuff and you don't know it. Aren't I cool? Aren't I so smart? Aren't I so good at video games because I know how to look stuff up in Dark Souls? Like, that's the part of the Dark Souls culture that I don't like. That I'm like, fuck you. Like, you encourage me to play these games, but then you won't, like, you won't stop making it obtuse. And they hide behind the, well, that's the nature of the games. I think it's awesome. So if you don't, then you just, <laughs> fuck you. Like, and so that's what I've always struggled with. And you can tell, like, I'm struggling a lot with Tunic early on. And, mm. um, and so I finally figured it out. And I'm going to say it on this show so that no one else has to deal with this. The way you bring up your menu and assign, because you, you can assign buttons. A is for dodge roll, but... X, Y, and B can be used for anything, for any weapon or any item, and you get to assign it yourself and you can assign it on the fly, but just like Dark Souls, while you're assigning stuff, the world doesn't pause, so you can get your ass handed to you while you're trying to assign stuff, so make sure you assign stuff in a safe place. (laughs) But you push left bumper to pull up the menu to assign those things, and that's where those trinkets show up. So if you're ready for this, Trees, I had to walk up to the cat statue to where the A prompt shows up, but instead of pressing A, I had to press left bumper like I'm going to assign weapons, and then navigate with my D-pad over to those trinkets, which I can't navigate to under normal gameplay, and they're magically selectable when I'm in front of the cat statue, And then press A and I get a bunch of Elvish stuff and I have two choices, no or yes, and I don't know what I'm agreeing to. And when I say yes, a bunch of Elvish stuff comes up, but it shows some currency. And if I pay that currency, the trinket and the currency drop into the cat statue and I see myself level up and then magically my HP bar gets bigger. Or my stamina bar gets bigger. Or my magic bar gets bigger. So yeah. So then I turned in all my trinkets and over like a thousand rupees (laughs) and my character was a fucking Hulk. And I walked up to the first gator and fucked his 
shit up. Oh boy. <laughs> and oh I went boy. in that area where I was dying over and over and over again. I cleared that shit like a cakewalk. I slaughtered all of them like Anakin Skywalker at that, you know, <laughs> at that sand camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was not pretty. It was fantastic. And then I immediately went into, you know, the the first uh, area that's over there, just beyond that, where I thought I was doing my first boss battle. It's your first kind of boss battle where all of a sudden, just like Dark Souls, something rises up. You see a huge life bar go full screen, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's got these really strong attacks and you've got to use your wits about you, right? And you can't block his attacks or anything like that. And you fight this thing. And of course, I was kind of pissed off because I died a few times on it, right? But they do this thing where they give you a shortcut where there's a cat statue so you can like keep dying, going right up to it and getting your souls back and stuff like that. So it's very Dark Souls loop. And when I beat it, no achievement. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) But um, got plenty of other fun achievements. But anyway, um, so that's like my initial thing right it was very the first few hours with that game was very that was probably my first two or three hours with the game i didn't really look mm. at the clock at that time and it was very kind of obtuse but i was slowly making progress but when i hit that wall i was very upset right and i got to a part later on where i hit another wall similar to that where i just couldn't get through an area and I didn't, uh, now I didn't have anything to level up with or anything. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where this game kind of <clears throat> gets frustrating because the idea is like, yeah, you just need to get good. Sorry. You just need yes. to get good. I mean, I kind of, hmm. Yeah, I don't have these problems because I just kind of don't play games that I don't find fun. Well, and but it seems like a lot of people are finding this fun. Right, but I'm not a lot of people. That's I'm fair. And, <laughs> and for me, I wasn't like, I, I want to make it very clear. I wasn't like, not necessarily to you, but to listeners, I wasn't like, everybody likes this, so I have to keep up with this. Like, I was drawn to keep playing it. And they make it very clear that there are three things you're trying to collect in the main game to get to probably what will be the fourth and final world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have gotten one of those. So I'm about a third of the way through the game. I'm not stuck or anything, but um, it's fascinating to me how developers almost exploit the flaws of their games when they try to spike difficulty And so the first, I guess I would say real boss, right? Which is the, I'd seen several mini bosses, but like this is a real boss where you get an achievement after you beat it and you get, uh, you know, you you, uh, get one of the three major things, right? And he was very hard and I died on him many times. Um, The way you beat that boss is by using a couple of mechanics I really don't like. So I want to get into the weeds a little bit with this, but one of the mechanics you've got that I kind of told you about is if you press A, you do a dodge roll, and you have, like, frames of invincibility during that dodge roll. You actually see a dust cloud pop up from you doing the dodge roll, and as long as that dust cloud is on the screen, which is like a fraction of a second, you're invulnerable. And so this boss expects you to have kind of be really good at that, right and be able to time that pretty well and it's like dark souls right where they do that thing where they're like oh 
am I gonna swing not right now? <laughs> you know, where they do that timing game. Right. Um, and they also expect you to kind of know and have played Dark Souls because you're probably aware of this, but if you're fighting a boss in Dark Souls, most of the time it's, and this is definitely, I learned this in Bloodborne, it's very advantageous to, because I've never played a Dark Souls game actually, um, to roll into a boss instead of away or around a boss's attack. So if a boss is going to swing at you, it's smart to roll into them because you'll not only dodge the attack, but it'll put you in a position to hurt the boss. And usually mm -hmm. most bosses in these games are quite vulnerable up close. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that with the Temple Knight in, Dark in Demon Souls, but, you know, or the Temple Guard or whatever, um, or what it, whatever it is, that big first knight that you fight. But like, yeah, in, in, in early on, like that's a, that's a, a good rule of thumb is to roll into a boss when you're dodging their move so that you can attack them. Well, this first guy, like, first you have to know how to do that very well. It assumes you can do that. And then another thing is there's a mechanic that's not great. It's a good mechanic, but the way you activate it isn't great. And we have too many buttons nowadays to, like, have this not be something easily done. Which is, if you press A to dodge roll, but you hold it down, your character will dodge roll and then break into a sprint, like a run. And he moves at, like, twice his speed. You can't run under any other circumstance than that. That's the only way to run is to do a dodge roll and then start running. And when you're running, there are three things you can't do. You cannot attack, you cannot lock on to anything, and you cannot put your shield up. And so the core back and forth of this boss is you dodge roll an attack to not get hurt, and then... Uh, so for some of its attacks and then for the rest of its attacks you need to be running and then you just like stop your run on their vulnerable spot and like hit them and because it's like a double tap and hold of A I just don't like how you activate that mechanic and I don't like that it gets rid of all your other mechanics that are used for your disposal and this boss is perfect in that if you try to walk up to him while locking on while locked on he can move away from you at twice the speed that you can get to him. So you'll never catch up to him. You, he'll just constantly keep a distance from you. And so it was just... So once I figured it out, I beat him without even having to heal. Like, because you do have flasks that allow you to heal part of your health. Um, kind of like the Estus flasks in Bloodborne. But, like, when I finally beat him, like, yeah, I didn't have to use any magic. I didn't have to do any special attacks. And I didn't even heal. Like, I just whooped his ass. But, like, I had to die, like, 20 times and get to know this mechanic I didn't like. And I constantly, when you're running, you'll get caught up in geometry. Or he'll do stuff where he'll, like, you'll be hiding behind something to stop yourself from getting hurt. And he'll just run up to you and, like, push you off the edge. Like, there's just... It's fine. It's beatable. It's not that bad. But it's just, like... Why? Why? Why is it like this? I don't know. I don't know. You don't want to play in it. Yeah. You, see, you don't want to see me spending a lot of time playing it. <laughs> yeah. The game I'm driven to, but, but yeah. And then, and then you know what, Trees, again, I had another time where like, I'm, I'm not sure right now. Like, I don't like this feeling, I guess is what I would say. I don't mind the minute to minute gameplay. I got very frustrated with the, with that boss. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I, uh, but the overworld and the minute-to-minute gameplay I, I, I rather enjoy, which is very similar to, you know, what a lot of people say about Dark Souls and Demon Souls is like, oh yeah, this game would be great if it wasn't for the fucking bosses. <laughs> but, uh, but then now I'm stuck in this spot where I'm like, I don't know where to go next. I don't know where I can go next. And if it's anything like some of the experiences I've had with the game so far, I bet there's some small alcove somewhere in the overworld I haven't found that Mm. opens up the next area, but it's not going to tell me and it's not going to show me. And I've explored all of the outer world that I have on my map. Right. And so I'm like, yeah, so I hate to say it, but like, yeah, Tunic seems good. And for the right person, this is like great, right? Like, I think it's unfortunate it happened to come out while all the Dark Souls nutballs are playing Elden Ring. So they're like, who fucking cares? But I bet there's a lot of people who have wrapped Elden Ring, you know, and they're ready to get into something else. And Tunic will be a nice little, from what I've read in reviews, like 10 to 15 hour romp to do that. Yeah. So good for them. I want to I want to try it when... Yeah. um. I'm all said and done with what I'm doing. I'll, I mean, I'll give it a try. I'm like a third of the way in and I'm five hours. So that plays. I'm, in a, I'm looking at about 15 hours, I would guess. Maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find myself banging my head against it. And so I was walking through the overworld, just exploring the same area, boringly, like for the fourth time. And I was like, I don't know where to go next. And I don't really know what to do next and i don't know but like i know from nintendo games sometimes you just got to save quit and when you come back the next day you magically can find your path very fast yeah i mean i promise you this uh you know within an over an hour or so if i'm not enjoying myself i won't be playing it anymore (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see. Yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. One thing that was very telling trees is you know how you can find out how many people when you get an achievement, it tells you how many people have unlocked it. Yeah, here's real telling, um, and it's on Game Pass. So I would believe that PC and uh, if you're playing on Game Pass, you're also unlocking achievements. So whether you're playing on PC or Xbox, I would believe that would be the largest audience. Tunic is mm-hmm. normally $30 if not, which to me is a little high price, but if you're looking for this experience, this hybrid of Dark Souls and Link to the Past, it's nowhere else. So I'll give it to the developer. Like I think he's justified in his price. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when I grabbed a couple of things, like when you get the sword, you get an achievement, and it was like, right, like, like 60% or 70% of people had gotten that one, which makes sense because getting the sword is like one of the first things you do. But you start to see those achievements drop off fast. When I beat Mm. that guy who I thought was the first boss, it was already a diamond achievement of 10%. Yeah. When I got to opening the gates into the first dungeon, it was like 8%. And when I beat that first boss, it was like 4.8%. Oh, wow. Like... I wonder how many people are sticking with it. Now, at the same time, it's only been out like a week, so maybe people are like, eh, you know, it's it's been less than a week, Fred. Chill out. People mm-hmm. don't have time to play it right now, and it's possible. But I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see how many people are going to stick with this. Um, and I'd be very curious to hear your opinions. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. Cause yeah, I've drawn, I've been drawn to it, but half the time I got a smile on my face, and the other half of the time I feel uncomfortable. So but I'm, I'm like hooked to it. Like I do think about it and want to get back to it, even now, you know. Um, well, but something. I, but I do have to tell myself like, not anymore today, Fred. 
<laughs> Whereas Mass Effect, like, I don't have all these complex thoughts, right? I just get in right. there. I have fun. I've got a shit-eating grin from ear to was, ear the whole time. What was that word? What? Was that word you said? Shit-eating grin. Was that fun? You said fun? Fun. Yes, I was yeah, I, I'm having was a blast. Yes. Oh, okay. Unapologetically enjoying every square moment that I'm mm. playing. Yeah. Mm, maybe you should be playing that one more then. Yeah. You know, one <laughs> one could argue. Um <laughs> And I think that's what I'll go back to doing. Like I said, I will continue with Tunic, but like, yeah, I think I think I need to finish Mass Effect. Um, yeah. But uh, I, like I said, I was trying. I was like, let me try this indie game. And yeah, I'll be, I, I hear you. Well, no, and I'll be frank. I was planning to bounce off of it faster. Mm. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like this game. I thought I was going to fucking hate it through and through. And that I'll give it like the compulsion to keep playing. I think it's going to continue to be too obtuse. And in reading some reviews, because of course I wanted to see who are these people that like adore this game. <laughs> um, mm. And again, there's you can even read the condescension in like the IGN review, and it's like people who aren't familiar with Dark Souls and give up on difficult games are gonna struggle with this game, even in the early parts, like getting the sword. And that's normal, but what people have to realize is these games aren't actually hard. They're challenging you to learn their mechanics and learn mm. the way the world works. And if you're not willing to do that, then you are going to find it challenging, but the game's not actually challenging. I've heard this song and dance before bullshit it's a hard game but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing um and everything's got an exploitation every game has an exploitation but that still doesn't mean it's not an accurate portrayal um so we'll see i i don't know that i'll stick with tunic that long and there's plenty of things that you know want me but i guess what i would say is if you were off put by my initial thoughts on the demo and this idea of zelda meets dark souls don't be give it a go like, maybe you'll be more tolerant than me, and maybe just with having a handful of things explained to you like I just did, it'll make things a little more digestible. Because for the life of me, and I don't want to read an interview and find out why, because I really don't care what the answer is, I don't know why the developer chose to give you this beautifully drawn, well-formatted instruction manual that reminds me of an old nes manual and then decide to put it in this undecipherable language i just cannot wrap my head around it nor can i wrap my head around why that language is utilized by everything in this game's main world it just doesn't make any sense to me Hmm. it it baffles me but anyway um so yeah, but that's that's what I've been playing. And trees, I've got an important decision to make in yeah. about like seven hours from when we're recording this. If people who are listening to this, the day it came out on Monday, um, it they'll be out already. Ghostwire Tokyo's uh, reviews embargo mm. is up, mm. and I have a pre-ordered copy at Best Buy with the already sold out Steelbook free with it. And I have to decide if I'm going to keep my pre-order because I was tempted, right? Because it's Shinji Mikami and Tango Gameworks. I have not been hearing the best. I've been listening. uh, Yeah, but I heard both Nextlander's uh, preview, which I liked a little bit more. And then there was (sighs) Jess's preview from Giant Bomb. And I really think she 
forgot that she's actually supposed to be helping guide people instead of just making snarky jokes. If you've watched her video, it's not very helpful to me. It's very kind of condescending and more interested, more interested in her personalities and her quirks than the game, but I digress. Um, uh, but, uh, but yes, yes. That's why I want to hear the final reviews from all the sites and kind of get a feel for it. Cause Right now, I'll tell you, I get the feeling I'm going to cancel my pre-order. Another thing somebody who I was chatting with was like was, well, Fred, you you played through and liked Evil Within 1 and 2, but you didn't like those games when they first came out. <laughs> when you first got both of those games, you didn't like them. And I am notorious for paying way too much for games that drop down in price very fast. Mm. And we know Ghostwire Tokyo will be free on Game Pass within a year. So, <laughs> and I'm not in any huge hurry. So mm. I'm going to bet I cancel this pre-order. Yeah. But it comes out Friday. And so I think because of Best Buy's pre-order policy, like I've probably got like... Tomorrow night, I should probably cancel that pre-order if I don't want to see it accidentally ship. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, I mean, I waited long enough, and they put Galaxy uh, Guardians on uh, Game Pass. Yes, you did. So, oh no, well, go. this one I know they're going to put on Game Pass because it's Bethesda. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's just they they signed that deal before they joined. In fact, Deathloop should be hitting Game. Death oh, actually, Loop. did Deathloop come out? Yeah, didn't it come out late last year? I don't even so that means like late this year it'll yeah I think it's in the fall or something it'll hit Game Pass Deathloop will hit Xbox Game Pass so anyway um, I'm probably not going to get Ghostwire Tokyo but if it comes out to like really rave reviews or reviews that kind of speak my language mm-hmm. sure I'll, I'll keep it and I don't mind playing it and if not I you know like I said I, I, mean, I think I'm going to wrap up Mass Effect and then do a little detour with Deathloop since I've got it and then I'll circle back to uh to uh, Mass Effect 3. That's what I'm mm. going to do. I, I've kind of done this already. I did one game, did Mass Effect 1, went to a different game, came back to 2, went to a different game, come back to 3. Is kind of yeah, how I, I'm planning to do this. I, I I literally finished Mass Effect 2 before I went to bed one night mm-hmm. and then starting installing 3 when I went to bed and played it the next morning. There you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just moving, moving right into them. Well, and I do plan to, the moment I give up Tunic, switch back to Spyro also. So that's going to be my bounce back and forth. Um, but the other thing, Trees, was um, I just want to mention this briefly because this is another, like, I had to do a lot of research and I don't want people to make the same mistakes. So Grand Theft Auto V Enhanced Edition hit. Mm-hmm. That's out um, on consoles. And it's uh, 15, I think. Or 10, maybe it's 10 for the story mode. I think it's 10 actually for the story mode on PS5 and 20 for the story mode on Xbox One. And I think it's going, or a Series X, sorry, it's Series S or X only. It's not on Xbox One. Um, and it might, you know what? Enhanced Edition might not even be on the S. It might just be on the X. It might just be on X PS5. But anyway, um, those came out. And uh, it's 10 on PlayStation, 20 on Xbox, and it's going to go to 40 on both in June. Mm. So if you want to get it, get it now. The online components are free to PlayStation Plus people on on PlayStation and 10 bucks if you want just the online story or no story mode on Xbox. But here's the PSA. 
There are a ton of articles out there that say, make sure you buy it, the right edition. It's very hard to find in the store, but nobody gives the links on how to get there. And it's absolutely true. Rockstar are fucking dicks, man. They've got, <laughs> they've got the Xbox One and PS4 versions yeah. on sale right now for 15 bucks. And if you buy those... You cannot get a refund, and those are not the enhanced those editions. Those are not the enhanced ones. And there's okay. no free update. And when you search GTA V on both PlayStation and Xbox, you're going to get those last-gen versions that show up on the search. You do not get the new-gen versions. In fact, it was really weird and tricky how I found both of them. Here's how I did it. I searched for GTA V online on both the PlayStation and Xbox. And you can't do it on the web. You have to actually be in the... Maybe some people can find it. I couldn't find it on the web. On the website or the PlayStation Store app, I could not find it. I had to physically go into the stores on the consoles and type Grand Theft Auto V online. And you'll see the free one on PlayStation or the $10 one on Xbox. And then when you click on that on the purchase screen... With Xbox, you get that thing where it asks you, oh, well, there's another version of this. Do you want the story mode version, which is 20 bucks and gives you both online and story mode? Or do you want this online only mode, which is 10 bucks? That's how I found it. On PlayStation, same thing. When you're in the store looking at the online thing, you you don't have a PS5 yet, so you don't know what the store looks like, but it does this weird thing where you pull up a game and it's like the husk of the game. They're like, let's not worry about what console it's on. Let's just look at the game itself. And then you get a drop-down menu where you can click PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. And so when you pick GTA 5 online and it says free... If you click other versions of this game or something, you'll see the $10 version of the story mode. But that's how you get them. So for those looking for it, do it that way. The other thing that I will say is on Xbox, they make it very clear when you look at the description. If your description doesn't say like 4K, Series X enhanced, things like that, then it's not that version. (laughs) Hmm. So, but the other thing I had heard was there's a bunch of articles out there and this is where I get annoyed with like the fanboyism has gotten so bad that like there are articles about it. So there's a bunch of articles out there saying that the PlayStation 5 version is in many ways completely superior to the Xbox version. And in one regard, they're right. 10 bucks, half price for the story mode? Yeah, that's superior to 20 bucks. I agree. Mm -hmm. And if you're budget conscious or if you don't care what console you're on, then it seems like a no-brainer if you've got a PS5 to get the PS5 version. When Digital Foundry, who just released today, the actual metrics of performance, the games are relatively identical. There's small nitpicky differences between them where like, some versions drop in this area, other versions drop frames in that area, but largely they both perform very well. There's little things where like Xbox has better reflections slightly and PlayStation has better shadows slightly, but ultimately the games are basically the same. And so that's where I was like, ugh. So the biggest reason why I think I'm going to still go the Xbox version is one of those weird things where I have GTA on all Xbox consoles. I have GTA mm-hmm. 3, San Andreas, and um, the whatever the 80s one was on my original Xbox, and I have GTA 4 on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So I may as well get it on this one. But it's also because, and 
honestly, because of the lower price tag, I would go PlayStation except for one feature PlayStation still hasn't hit, which is variable refresh rate or VRR. When your frame rates drop on PlayStation, you get screen tearing when your frame rate drops on Xbox because I have a VRR TV, which most people don't. And because I have an Xbox with VRR, it won't. It'll just adjust to the frame rate. So I won't notice it. Um, PlayStation keeps promising. They said it would be like shortly after launch, but now we're <laughs> quite a bit into the PlayStation 5 and they still haven't done it. So I don't know when they're going to do it, hopefully soon. And if they did, or if they do it before I buy GTA, maybe I'll get the PS5 version. But for now, it's the reason why I'm getting the Xbox versions of like that and a couple other games because PlayStation doesn't have VRR and I'd really like it to get it because I'd really like to buy the PlayStation versions of some of these games. Um, but, and also expand my PlayStation library a little bit more. But anyway, I thought I'd do this little PSA because I've not played GTA Five since... I didn't get into it on the 360 PS3, but I got into it on the ps4 like right when it hit that version mm-hmm. and i haven't since and so i do want to go back to it i never beat the game i only got like halfway through it so oh yeah, yeah i played it when it was new when it was released like 360 played it yeah. and played it and beat it yep and i remember rob did too i think you all did mm-hmm. it actually on easy yeah we all were playing it i think yeah. well so anyway fun. so little psa for people and now we've definitely gone long so i will uh Call it too close and my voice is like shot, so. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this Thursday might be a little smaller because we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about. But, That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so stay tuned for that. But uh, anyway, if there's nothing else, I guess we'll call it to a close. Yeah, I guess it's bedtime. All righty. Well, with that, yeah, because I still got to edit this and get this guy up for tomorrow. But nice. without further ado, we will call it to a close and uh, we'll see you uh, probably pretty quick here as we have a short stint to That's later fun. this week. But hopefully I can get in some game playing. Um, I, it's going to go back to normal times for a little while. So mm-hmm. I should be able to get in some gaming. So I guess until next week or four days from now, <laughs> happy gaming. Yeah, yeah later. <laughs>